I'm pretty Betty for this. I know. I'm pretty Betty too. We're going to do the, the letters. I'm so excited. I'm really excited for this too. You better be Betty. <laughs> I'm Betty. You're right. I got really excited for it throughout the day. I'm excited. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and watch this right now. So I watched it a couple hours ago. But <laughs> yes. I love it though. That's I the did. funny thing. I did because the hype is real for Jason right now. Oh, the hype is real? Yeah. Yeah, he's coming back. Yeah, you don't even like it. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, that will always get me. The door, William, the door. Seems like a good day for a slasher. Yeah, it's it's muggy, but it's overcast. Uh-huh. Yep, I'm getting some Friday the 13th-esque vibes. Oh, totally. Are you ready? I am. <clears throat> Welcome to Slashers and Suits. Welcome to Slashers and Suits. I am so excited about today because today we are back in Slasherland. Yeah, we're definitely back. And we're back in a big way too. Jason oh. lives. <laughs> Jason lives. So we just toasted goodbye to the genre. Oh, but Jason was like, are you kidding me? I'm not over. We're not over. This whole thing's not over. <laughs> Yes, this whole thing is not over. And here we begin the next generation of slasher movies right here today. Okay, Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives. And this is a new era. Now, it's not 1981 Canada. It's not plot and serious vibes and a whodunit. We're in full on icon mode right now we are in everybody knows what a slasher is mode that this is where where my suit ends and yours begins i think so too um these movies hit a little bit differently and i found that they require a different sort of mood to fully enjoy yeah they're very fascinating however and as we enter the late 80s here, slasher movies are going to once again become the best selling genre in terms of VHS sales. Uh, they're going to gross very high dollar amounts at the movie theater. And icons like Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, and Michael Myers are now going to have everything from action figures to children's serials. And now we have everything playing on TV every Halloween in marathon mode. We used to watch them all the time. And yeah, the VHS like explosion and everybody being able to just go rent some slashers and eat your popcorn to Jason. That's the era that we're in. And I would say I am here for the party. Yes, yes. So and party is the key word here, too. Because all of a sudden, everyone who's making these movies has seen several slashers. Mm -hmm. They know exactly what a slasher is. They're aware of the history. Even in those, you know, five, six years, the genre made such a big splash that it became a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. So even the people in the movies are familiar with slashers, and that is going to be the root of the fun being had. Exactly, and Jason is 
is understood in an entirely different way in Jason Lives than in, you know, we have uh, FTT1 where he's the boy and we have FTT2 where he's, you know, he's a teenager in a potato sack. And then in part three, when he's he's really fully realized in part three with his slacks and his clean mask. Yeah, that's my favorite Jason thus far. And then in part four, Mm -hmm. of course, which we uh, covered in our very first episode here. Yes. In part four, Jason is a hulking oaf. Okay. (laughs) Huge. He gains about 70 pounds. So we have a difference of Jasons here. Because your favorite Jason is part three. My favorite Jason is part four. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I love love poor Jason. I love the mask. I love a dirtied mask. You like the clean mask. I do. I'm I'm part yeah, I love the kind of the stalking Jason. You love the walking Jason. The walking Jason. So, yeah. but I will say, part six has a pretty cool Jason. Part six brings back some of both schools. It does. It really does. And and so I think that this Jason, uh, pretty much everyone can get behind, mm-hmm. which which brings us to one of the more fascinating elements of this movie is that Jason is a hero now. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's an actual hero. So he is no longer the boogeyman, the scary no. guy in the nighttime who you run away from and stuff. You know, he's he's no longer a tale to tell around the campfire. He's no longer a, a menace. Mm-mm. He's he's really portrayed as the star of the film. Mm-hmm. And at this point, our characters, our teenagers, are so incredibly uh, underdeveloped as characters. They're not fleshed out at all. And they are not in any way sympathetic. No, they're not sympathetic. They are fodder for our action hero, (laughs) who is now Jason. (laughs) And I think that is also something to note because of how popular these became and and the weight behind it. Freddy, Jason, and Michael kind of all gained that icon hero status by the late 80s, early 90s. And yes. and he really he has much more screen time in part 6 than ever before. Oh yes, he's he uh pretty much steals the show. Yeah. I I think some people, you know, will either be behind that or they won't. This is definitely one of those it is the movie probably that changes the shape of slashers. Yes, this is uh without a doubt the catalyst for the tone that every single slasher to follow it would have. It, it, is, uh, it, it represents a, a drastic change in pace mm-hmm. and a total party. Yeah, and it's like, for better or for worse, I love the party. Some people don't. Some people want to, you know, be back in Canada. Hey, nothing wrong with Canada. You get your poutine. I love poutine. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of Canada, um, we've gotten uh, we've gotten a few more viewers. That's right. Lately, and uh, that's pretty cool. So thank you to uh, to all of the people that have joined us recently. Oh my goodness! Thank you so much. Uh, we have some some new people following us from Mexico. 
Canada, yes. United Kingdom, uh, Peru. We're very, very excited to have you. Top five. Okay, so what's your guess for a movie that was in the top five and is now no longer in the top five? Or I'm gonna vinyl exam. Interestingly, Halloween has made a reappearance in the top what? five episodes. Nice. I love it. That's so fun. And yeah. I, I find it really interesting because it changes week to week depending on listeners and where they're from. And uh, so <laughs> fascinating. Like this week, we have uh, United States, obviously, but we have listeners from Ireland and Mexico and Sweden creeping up there in the top five countries. Right, right. Which is fascinating. Um, so, you know, that changes all the time. So depending on like second, third and fourth and fifth uh, spots. So that determines what people are listening to. So last week, Terra Train snuck back up there into the top five. And this week, the Halloween episode did. So thanks, everybody, for going back to listen to our older episodes and then april fool's day and ftt5 our most recent episodes are hanging out still number one and two so that's awesome that's a wonderful thing i really enjoy how people are going back and listening to those older ones because mm -hmm. truth be told i do that myself sometimes oh me too it's super fun i yeah, love it I, I listen to the older ones sometimes well and why not yeah i think they're pretty cool <laughs> because that's the other thing if you, you know, we're going to party with Jason Lives, but then you want a slice of poutine, then you just go back to, like, episode three. Yeah. Episode seven. <laughs> we've, uh, we've had a lot of fun thus far, and uh, we're, we're rocking and rolling. We have a lot of good momentum, and people are digging this. That makes me really happy. And thank you to all the new Instagram followers. Uh, that was, you know, an, an amazing week this last week. Yeah. And <laughs> so thanks for for that, everybody. Uh, and also, you mentioned Rockin' and Rollin'. Can we talk about the soundtrack for FTT6? Oh, goodness gracious. The soundtrack is right there where we needed it to be. Oh, my it goodness. It was just excellent. I I'm telling you, like, 1986 is mm. here. It's so here, like the 80s have arrived. In a few of the last movies, we talk about the change from the 70s to the 80s, you know, the, right. the beginning of the neon colors and, and the Madonna influence. Oh, no, 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 no. 1986, it is 100% full blast Billy party. Yeah, we're doing a lot of that stuff. We're going full on hair metal yeah. now because the first inkling that we got of the 80s was in Sleepaway Camp. Yes. Right? Remember the synthesizer was going on? and Yeah. All, all of a sudden, we could see people's vibes starting to transition. Yep. And... Uh, lingo? And here, yes, the lingo had completely transformed. All of the slang uh, was totally radical. All of totally. Sudden, you know? <laughs> and the disco is gone. Oh, by yeah. The, all traces of it are gone because remember a lot of the early 80s films that we covered people were still in bell bottoms yeah <laughs> you know they were still in bell bottoms and the soundtrack would be like diana ross oh my goodness uh not anymore not anymore we got alice cooper we got alice cooper now. alice cooper i love alice cooper i saw alice cooper live in ventura california 
Yeah. An absolutely amazing show. So that's what I mean. Like I'm here for FTT6. I love this era. I love the darkness kind of surrounding 1986 with everything that was happening culturally, I think is reflected in the movie with these interchangeable teens that are kind of throwaway mm -hmm. fodder for Jason. And a lot of a lot of things were happening in the mid and late 80s that were really scary for kids and, and families and nuclear families, you know, drifting apart. And I feel like this kind of captures that it's like predating the grunge era but we're still in hair metal. Yeah, there's there's so much going on here. And I, I like to point out that there's a lot more going on than people think mm -hmm. in this movie and infinitely more going on than what you would read in a critic review of oh. this movie. Well, we're not trying to, you know, pair this against Citizen Kane. What, Citizen who? <laughs> <laughs> Casa what? <laughs> but seriously, you know, that's, that's why I hate I hate the the critical like the reviews of slashers. They, they make no sense. They're their own uh -oh. thing. Yeah, they're garbage. They're garbage. Yeah. So like, you know, I'll, I'll just say it straight up. Like, if you really want to understand slashers on a deeper level or have fun with them, mm -hmm. either or, the the critics aren't going to help you with either of those things. No, um, now they have their suits on. The reviews are complete garbage, pretty yeah. much. Just. And, uh, they're too tight. Yeah. They, they really, uh, well, slashers have always been pretty well hated yeah. by the critics, you know, since day one. And the more popular they got, mm -hmm. the madder the critics got. Which is so strange. Teens need catharsis. We all need catharsis. We all need some, we all need a little bit of Jason. I think we all need a little bit of Jason. <laughs> 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 oh my god i just remembered i was gonna tell you my dream i had the craziest dream it was like 1930s and Whoa. i was driving around in a car and i saw i saw a hockey mask in the window yeah but it was like a mirage and then i was led down this path to find the origin of the mask that would become jason's mask that is incredible that is an, what an epic quest. It really, I, it was. I, I think I was in a different country. Yes, of course. Well, wow. you have the best dreams of anyone <laughs> I've ever known. And I think that if you could charge money <sighs> to people who, who want to have your dreams, you would oh. be a billionaire. Oh my God. <laughs> we all want to have your dreams. It was so crazy. It was you this... also oh, was you awesome. had another one one time mm -hmm. that I'll never forget. Of course, you've had a lot of dreams that involve Jason and Freddy and <laughs> Chucky and etc. True. But one time you had a dream that you were babysitting Freddy. I know. He was a little baby. He was. And you were babysitting him, but but this was happening on an island. That's Remember? Right. Like a tropical island. Yeah. Where you where you babysat little baby Freddy. That's right. And I think was J Jason may have been there as like a neighbor to help. Yeah, he was like an adolescent. That's so funny, but that's right. This Freddy was, was a baby, but he still had his adult voice. Oh, he did. Right? Every and everything. Everything was the same except he was teeny. Yeah. <laughs> that that's was an important <laughs> Oh my god. And but it's so crazy cuz this dream 
about the mask, though, it was like the mask through the ages. <laughs> That's incredible. Now, do you think that you could draw this mask for me sometime? Ooh, I'll try. It was, you know what it was like? The, the old, the old Phantom of the Opera mask, but with hockey mask holes in it. Ooh, That's what it looked like. So, in other words, the perfect mask. Ah, that's true. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. Well, an another yeah. 10 out of 10 dream. <laughs> yeah. Yay. That's, that's super fun. That's so fun. So for Jason Lives, I'd like to know what you brought with you tonight. I brought coffee because I'm amped. <laughs> You're amped. Yes. And, and also, by the way, you know, she really is amped. Like, oh, yeah. All day today, I could feel your vibe. Oh yeah, and you, you are ready. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like seven p.m. sharp, like Betty. <laughs> I know that's the maybe the first time that's ever happened, and and so I was just cracking up. I loved it. I loved it. You, you got me before I could even get you. I was like ready to pick up my phone. I know. <laughs> and then you were already there, which is really really mm. fun because this is the symbolic beginning of your era yes it is this really is so so we're actually going to begin that tonight i mean we'll, yeah. we'll talk more about it on the other side but in short you know basically every movie we've done so far you, you might say was kind of my era yes um and now the vast majority of these movies are going to be sort of your era yep and this is a really great thing because there's so many crossovers mm-hmm where I will just be completely in love with some random late 80s slasher. I know. Or you'll be completely in love with some random 1981 thing. You know? That's what happens. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it's great because we pretty much just love slashers. Yeah, that's kind of what it amounts we, to. We love slashers and we love telling the story of how they came about and how they developed into a full-fledged phenomenon. Oh, it's been really fun. I'm excited. Okay, so where are you? I am. I'm at 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Okay, hold on. Let me get there. Oh, and again, it's for me, I have the stars subscription, which again, totally forgot to cancel again. Oh. <laughs> I keep forgetting I have like subscriptions, but on Amazon Prime, so you can watch it for free or you can rent the SD version. It's also on YouTube, so there's a bunch of options. Yeah, this movie is everywhere. Oh, and guess what is also on Prime now? <gasps> You're not going to believe it. What? I just noticed tonight. Oh. Uh, we will have to cover this. Friday the 13th, part one, uncut. Nuh-uh. After 40 years. <gasps> the mystical Friday the 13th, part one, the original version is out the savini yeah it's free okay we, we're doing it we're doing that so that's, that's coming yeah that's that's like a sound the alarm okay this is, this is big kb bar the door whoa it's huge okay that's happening absolutely heavens to mercatroy yay okay so um by that i mean i am excited and let me tell you that's going to be a really good episode but Forget that, because we yeah. got a good episode right here. <laughs> okay, FTT6. So let's do it. I am at 10 seconds on the Paramount screen. All right. 
three, two, one, play. Ooh, can you hear the wind? It's creepy. Excellent sound effects to begin. I know, that's what I'm saying. And of course, we're in the dark at the very beginning. Check out that night sky, too. I'm so excited. I know. <laughs> it's, it, this is amazing. But do you I'm, see I'm it? Really, I'm feeding off of your energy. This is this is really good. Like, your, your sheer love of this movie is <laughs> contagious. <laughs> because it mirrors the first... The first few FTTs where it's all mystical, it's dark, the moon and yeah. the fog, the mist. Don't you feel like we're in part two and we're like, they're going to give it to us straight about Jason right now. They're going to give it to us so straight. <gasps> and so oh, now yeah. remember this cat right here is Tommy. Oh, right. He's a new actor. Yeah. Yeah. But he's Tommy Jarvis. So... This is the third film that he's been in, uh, which is pretty unique in, in the world of slashers. We have some serious continuity. Yeah. And this Tommy doesn't bother me like the other Tommy. I know it. He doesn't. I know it. I don't. I mean, it's nothing. He doesn't really do anything. He just seems like a boy from Kansas. Right. Because you, know? and... you hate the other Tommy. <laughs> You hate him. In I don't Friday know. Part, oh. part she hates Tommy. I know. Everybody. I don't know what it is about that guy. It's yeah. the, he's just seems so sad and emo and like <sighs> he should be just like, you know, having bangs, like curling his bangs. Bangs? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> I know. That's trippy. So that image will never leave my head. Uh, so here we are in the... <laughs> so anyway. Here we are in the uh, cemetery here. And I believe that they're on a mission. So here's Jason's grave, right? They're going to... Yeah. I guess, I guess the goal here is to finish the job, if you will. So Tommy, I think, is thinking it's... It's unfinished business. He needs closure. He sees that Jason's dead, you know, in the grave, but he wants to burn it. Just make sure absolutely there's no chance. Yes. Of he, he wants to make sure that Jason is not only merely dead, but really most sincerely dead. Oh, most sincerely dead. <laughs> <laughs> so look, they're, they're digging him up. And um, why do I feel like this is a bad idea? Um, it's always a bad idea because it's storming and there's lightning and if I know anything about horror movies, which I think I do, lightning yeah. mm, might not go very well for them. I don't think it's going to go well at all. And I, I would like to point out right at the beginning this tone. Yeah. There's a pacing going on that is reminiscent of an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm -hmm. or, or Creep Show or many classic sort of serial television shows. And the reason this is notable is because that tone is going to morph into Die Hard in about five minutes. Oh, and can we talk production value? Like, this is a big movie right here. Okay, so that's another really important thing. The budget of this movie is higher than the first four combined. Yeah. The first five combined, rather. Yeah. So, 
um, they're actually spending some big money on this. And the reason that they got the approval for that is because it was a win-win. Mm-hmm. There was literally no way this movie could fail because Jason was coming back, right? And we've all so, missed him. Is it the mountain that Jason built? It is the mountain that Jason built. Eww. Yes. Look at that. Now, him. We, we really liked uh, Friday the 13th Part 5. So no, nothing against, uh, you know, the non-Jason, if you will. Eww. But Jason is officially back. This is big. Oh my god, this is so big. And the hockey mask by the side. You know, the. I think that that's really important. Um, this is kind of like part three, where the mask is near Jason, but not with Jason. Oh, flashback moments, which I love, by the way. We need to point that yeah. out. Good flashbacks. Tommy is still traumatized by his uh, deadly encounter with Jason. Corey Feldman. Uh, recall that he he's killed Jason twice now. So this this guy is uh, he's pretty messed up. Well, Corey so, Feldman's my only Tommy. Yeah, he's by far the best. There's no yeah. question, no Uh-oh. question. About that. All right, steel rod. Um, during a storm. Uh oh. What do you think? Oh, and who's that guy? Who's the friend? Who's the... Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so we thought this this was uh, Bill S. Preston Esquire's understudy from Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, this is this is Bill's understudy. Just in case Bill wasn't available, like he was too yep. much of a party dude or something. Yes, this would this be his understudy. Oh, so funny. So we we like that as a casting choice. Um, Oh go. my goodness! With some uh, with some lightning. Oh geez, Louise! Here we go! Here we go! And what does this remind us of? Frankenstein. Frankenstein. We've got a little Frankenstein homage. Uh, Jason has been revived. Look at that eye open like that. Oh come on! It's too this cool. Is, this is fun. So it's already really fun. Oh my goodness! Now let's let's call it out. Ahead of time, by the way. So a lot of people are going to say, oh, so he can just be revived and da 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 That's a, that's a big thing that everyone's yeah. thinking. Like, you can't do this. You just broke the, the rules of life and the laws of physics and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but first of all, this is fiction. So, so who cares? <laughs> there, there, there are not <laughs> rules. And, and rules are a figment of people's imagination who have a stick up their ass. Well... Or a steel rod. Or a steel rod, for that matter. So <laughs> I, I all mean, they need is a good bolt of lightning. They should, a bolt of lightning. <laughs> a bolt of lightning. <laughs> and I, and I, I know how strong that bolt's going to be, too. It's going to be 1.21 gigawatts, okay? Um, That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, because it's Frankenstein, people. Like, this is the... How else are you going to revive Jason? You know, you you want to just have him in the ground? No movie? Okay. Exactly. So, so we, need, okay. we need Jason to come back. Oh, oh. Also, there's another very important reason. This movie is symbolic of yes. the slasher movie being revived. Yes, it is. So just as Jason 
rose from the grave and started to walk again, the entire slasher genre will follow in his footsteps. Woo! And he's, you know, I'm really happy about more powers in a sense. He's stronger because he's been electrified, I think. Yeah. Something about that. He's, he has godlike powers at this point and he's super strong and, and everything. Um, and that's how we want him because this is part six. We've Ooh, already we? had human versions of Jason. Now look okay. at this moment. Come on. He's putting the mask on. Again. Oh my god. Oh. Boom, boom, boom. And it's uh It's Jason Bond. It's Jason Bond. <laughs> oh my god. Jason Bond. Double O J. Double O J. So that's not one, but two glasses of orange juice, folks. Nice. And this oh, is the music. part six. Roll credits. I always love the FTT music. Classic music, yeah. It's just kind of perfect. It's it's simple. It is. It is. The Friday the 13th theme... Um, was actually composed by sort of remixing the psycho theme. Nice. Lots of good references going on here. And how much fun are they having with it already? Just to do that Bond sequence with Jason, like using the machete as like a gun. I mean, come on, we're... You know we're having fun now. Like, that's what I like about this movie is that the people who made it, you can tell, really love Jason. Well, they yeah, and they're, they're winking at us the entire time, too. It, it's like they they know that we know and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So they're not insulting our intelligence here by doing things. They're actually just acknowledging the fact that we're all participating in this fun scene. Oh, Yeah. They're laughing with us, not at us. Definitely. Oh my goodness. And then this is the sheriff. So there's going to be a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff and a lot of self-referential humor. And a lot of instances of people talking about being inside of a movie. Hey, but you like this sheriff, right? This one right here. He's a pretty cool dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. But his deputy. Well, yeah, the deputy is definitely one of the doo-doos. I mean, ugh. In that case, I think I would take the deputy out and keep the sheriff. For sure. (laughs) For sure. This is one of the strongest sheriffs we've seen so far, which is extremely fascinating because they made the sheriff's role more serious somehow. Well, and they I think that they had to because they're switching, you know, from Crystal Lake. The town has changed. The name has changed. I mean, they're trying to put everything in the past. Um, oh, that's right. We didn't tell them uh, about that. There's no more Crystal Lake. Yeah, it's, you know, two years has gone by, obviously 20 in Tommy years. And- 20 in Tommy years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's just fully grown now and uh but what i love is that 
it they're actually taking this seriously you know that actor the character is trying to create a sense of community and actually leave the entire like mythology of jason behind right so the town is now called forest green oh and now we have our silly couple for some comic relief yeah i think they're going camping yes camp forest green so we know that they're near jason and <laughs> this is who i thought was um phyllis preston esquire's second understudy yes 100 percent is oh <laughs> So she just said, anyone who's wearing a mask like that is never friendly. Oh my God. So she's seen Friday the 13th, part two, three, four, five. Yeah. That's what I love. Like, oh, we, we know what a masked guy in the road means. Like, no thanks. Yeah. And I want to talk about the mask. It is cleaner than parts four or five. It is. Um... I like his walk. I like the style. I like the clean head, even though it's, you know, a bunch of bugs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it is definitely a bunch of bugs. Um, and But it's clean. The, but it's still clean. It's both at the same time. I think that's why I like him too. He's definitely got that brutish quality, mm -hmm. but they also did a little throwback to the to the clean Jason, you know? I know, and I think that's why I like this one so much because they they reference their own movie. It, it it's part three, but after he's he's come back to life. Yes, and and this is also the introduction of who we refer to as Zombie Jason. Zombie Jason. ZJ. ZJ. So we're going to have ZJ now <laughs> for about six movies. Oh my God. The way that... <laughs> the way that the guy is like <laughs> thrown over his head like he's at gymnastics practice on the beams. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, so uh, this part is fun because Jason flies. I know! He flew! Look at that. He just flew. American Express. Oh, some product placement. Card of the 80s. I don't even think it exists anymore. I have no idea. Nobody ever took it anyway, so I don't get what the point is. I know. Was. Okay, so here's our controversial crew. Okay, so we have uh, a suite here, but it's certainly not a full one. They ain't no full suite. <laughs> not in this movie. Not with Tommy. We called it like the alternate Saved by the Bell crew, I think. Oh my god, okay, yes, so. 
<laughs> it is the bizarro, way less charming Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Tommy would be Zach. Mm -hmm. uh, this girl on the right here, that's our Kapowski. Uh, guy with the attitude, Slater. We've got our Lisa, obviously. We've got our Jesse with the jean jacket. Yes. A little nerdy. Like, it's... I, I think that Saved by the Bell was inspired by Friday the 13th, actually. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. They were like, let's just take them and put them in school. See, this is Saved by the Bell crew mixed with Pantera and yeah. Barbiturates. Whoa. So that's her dad, this kind of vixen who, I mean, I'm not going to say anything too bad. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't understand why she's, you know, our likely candidate for a final girl because she's the daughter of the sheriff, like, hearkening back to Nightmare on Elm Street, Nancy. Right. But she's so Kapowski. Yeah, it's a terrible choice. Yep. Terrible choice. And um, I want to tell the viewers, too, how to tell what you mean. So... Whenever she gets that nasal tone, it it means that she is holding back a barrage. What? <laughs> You're about to level that girl. I could feel it. <laughs> just well, like you do sometimes. You know how sometimes you can't help it and you just let it out like prom night girl. Oh God, I know. <laughs> well, she doesn't. She doesn't get to me like that. To no, me, she's not. She can't. No. no, because it's not. That's not the the character. Oh, look at the crazy Ralph, though. She, she's not malicious. No. She's just like the inappropriate personality type. Yeah, absolutely. Just wrong casting. Um, but our now, crazy Ralph. He, uh, yeah. What did he just say? He said some folks have. Wait, what did he say? Some folks have a strange idea of entertainment. Yes. And he looked right at the camera. So he, he looked right at us and told us we have a strange idea of entertainment. And what he means is we're watching a Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> and we know it. Yeah. And we like it. <laughs> I like it. So, all right, we're, we're setting up for summer camp. Forest Green, not Crystal Lake, but camp is still in session. The kids are going to be here in a couple of days. And uh, we've got a group of counselors once again. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I'm so excited for a return to camp counselors because we didn't have them in four, which I'm not going to say anything about four because one of my absolute favorites because we get Crispin Glover, but they were not counselors. Um. We didn't right. get them in five. We are actually back at camp in part six. We're, we're back at camp. So we didn't get them in part three either. So. It, oh, it God. Been I totally blocked part three out of my brain. <laughs> yep. Remember that? Oh, God. Well, it's, aside from Shelly's pants, we don't have to talk about it. Shelly's pants. 
And we're going to do a throwback to that when we do our top 10 episode. Very true. We're also going to have Shelly here on the podcast. I wish. Um, my absolute favorite. He gets best run. And, of course, Jason gets the mask in part three. Yeah, but. he's indispensable to the, the legacy of Jason. Yeah, so anybody who has a problem with Shelly, you just talk to me. Yeah, you'll set him straight. I will. I'll give it now, to him straight about Jason. You'll give it to him straight about Jason. Here, here we're going to get like really slapstick and oh, even a little Chaplin-esque. Oh, we're so. definitely, uh, we're in camp land. Like we're at camp and we're campy. Yes, we are. Uh, if you listen to the music in the background, um, this is like a straight up episode of Three Stooges right now. Yeah, I mean, it gets pretty silly. However... Did you see Jason walking through the woods? I really enjoyed that. He's determined really in this one. <laughs> He's got a good walk. But this is what I'm saying. Like, in part six, he's so utterly in what in what he is. There's yeah. there's no bones about it. Like, there's not even the the struggle with the mother, like nothing's happening <laughs> except he's out for blood. He totally is. So also there are no rules whatsoever at this point. No, no, not at all. <laughs> it's it's going to be completely indiscriminate and uh, everybody goes. Everybody goes and in crazy ways that are, I, I think they're supposed to be over the top so as to be funny and because look at this come on look what they just put on their heads yes so they're, yes. they're dead right how incredible is that a, a nice little uh, jump scare right there false alarm just happened yeah so, but uh machete yeah yeah good point look at that nice shiny machete <gasps> Whoops! Oh, <laughs> oh, Jason has his machete back. Uh oh, machete o. Uh oh, machete o, and the guy's armed too. Okay, which is you might say that he is armed. Oh my god! <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, was that pretty good? <laughs> oh no! A... He's armed. But did you see there was a happy face on the tree? Yes, there was. A happy face on the tree made of blood. Oh my god, that was so funny. That was really and, good. And then the... How does this tree just break? That is what I want to know. Just like that guy's arm. Oh my god. That was mm. a good kill. Like, you gotta admit. I know. That was a good one. My I, favorite, I think that might go in the top ten. My favorite so far, though, is the, the pole jumper, whatever he was. From, oh, the pole jumper was incredible. From the car. That was that was a callback to part two. Remember when he had thirty foot long arms? Yes. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, and everyone just—I know that she's not on screen for very long, but just just remember that there's a woman here who's also in this paintball match because she'll come up again later. Oh yes. <laughs> Right, Jesus? That's right. <laughs> she certainly will. <laughs> she certainly will. 
that's uh, gonna be that's gonna be a good time. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. And speaking of all the different segments that we do here, we need to start getting a grip on our Mr. Potato Head candidates. Mr. Potato Head. Oh snap! Jason flew down from the tree though. Triple decapitation. Um, it's a three for one, everyone. It's a three for one. <laughs> Look at Painful. that. Did you, did you see that triple decapitation? How clean that was, though? Oh, yeah. He That's flew down. It. Oh, God. He flew. <laughs> he flew down from the tree. Yeah, I, I appreciate his wings in this movie. Look at that walk, though. He's so determined. Okay. And for everyone uh -oh. watching, <laughs> like, Jason is now wearing really tight pants. <laughs> and he's ah. seemingly been working out in the grave. Like, he's toned. Okay. Just something happened. Yeah. Those glutes. He is toned. <laughs> so. Um... So it's been it's been what two years since Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. So he's kind of just been chilling in, in the, the grave. grave. But but he's been doing a lot of like strength training. I think he was doing buns of steel because yes, that was a close up. <laughs> that was a purposeful close up. Everyone, it's it's just incredibly fun. <laughs> it's. It's almost more fun than I can even handle. So just everyone, just keep an eye on those glutes. <laughs> <laughs> keep an eye on his glutes. We are the suits for glutes. Hey, that's got a ring. I love it. Okay, but do you like the woodsy atmosphere again? I actually love the woodsy atmosphere. Um, I think that Friday the 13th really functions best in these kind of settings. I do too, it makes the most sense. Yeah, it really does, because we're gonna get into some crazy stuff. Uh, Jason takes Manhattan. Oh you know I mean? God, it, it gets, oh no. It gets a little bit, it gets strange, you know? It gets <laughs> strange and also, it. you know, Jason takes Manhattan to me is as if he is inside the world of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. You know, that's a really, really good comparison because in 1988, Jason was as big as the Ninja Turtles. That's so crazy. You know, he, he was commercially, he was as commercially viable as absolutely any character in existence. So crazy. It, it is. It is. When you think about his origin story. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you think about how... He, he was a nine-year-old boy who drowned in Crystal Lake. Right. And you, you think back to the guy in the potato sack, you know? Yeah, of course. And now he's he's like a celebrity. Okay, so our crazy Ralph drinking on the job. Like, even our crazy Ralph is not the same. He's he's right. in on the game. He's, he's in on it. He's totally tongue-in-cheek. Um, I want to point out... Because this, I have mixed feelings about. Um, there are kids here. Oh, 
okay, I, I see what you're saying. That's a first. Yeah. That's actually a first in the Friday the 13th series. Yeah, because it's always before camp opens. And right. I'm a little I'm a little hesitant here because uh -huh. sleep sleepaway <laughs> camp. Obviously, we need the kids because it's all about the kids, though. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but, uh, but here, though, in this movie, um, their role in the movie is dubious because they don't really fit that well. And it's kind of like, well, why do we need to do that? You know? Jason doesn't hurt kids. He does not hurt kids. And... I mean, he's got standards, people. Yeah, Jason has standards. He has more standards than than a lot of people, for that matter. <laughs> um, probably than most. Oh God. Should be told. But we're we're gonna see a nice example of his uh, quote unquote rules a little bit later on. Yes. Because he's gonna have a chance. He's gonna have a chance to harm some of the kids, but he's not going to. No, 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 no. He's not going to because this. That's not what he's about. Well, you know. and I almost wonder, so actually, that makes me think maybe they were there to show you that he does have this code, perhaps. I mean, yeah. like truckers, you know, he's got a code. Exactly. Just just like truckers. And um, yeah. it's, it's very notable because, you know... People will say, well, there's this is just disgusting filth and they just do whatever and, uh, you know, have no morals and, and stuff like that. But actually, not true. What what Jason is against is is like uh, airheaded adults. Yeah, I mean, he, that's what he's against. He would never he would never hurt kids. No, he he is a protector of innocence because he was the ultimate person who lost his innocence. I mean, he drowned at nine. I know? mean, on the other hand, my favorite is Freddy Krueger, who was not innocent. So he was not right. innocent. So if you wanna, that's a really good comparison to make. Freddy Krueger was <laughs> not innocent with kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was not innocent with kids. So Fred Krueger, you know, when he was actually a, a living human being, was a guy in the neighborhood. Um, you know, let's just keep it straight here. He, he kidnapped children and uh, did bad things to them while they were alive and then killed them. Yep. And that's why the neighbors got together and they, they got him. You know, they did some vigilante justice and they burned him. Heck yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, and certainly their, their anger was justified. Yeah, but absolutely it was. It's, it's very interesting to note that that actually happened. Freddy actually does that. I know, and so I'm like <laughs> all defending Jason, and I'm like, oh yeah, my favorite is actually terrible. Right. So never but mind. That, <laughs> no, that's that's fun though, because the the character of Freddy needs that in his background to be fully effective. It's very true, and Jason... He, he that. Yeah, Jason was a traumatized boy, so that's an entirely different story. Yeah, I, um, I, I got to be honest with you. I wouldn't be a fan of either a sympathetic Jason, you know, or I mean an unsympathetic Jason or a sympathetic Freddy. No, that doesn't make any sense. 
no, th those simply would not work. Uh, Ooh, for, Jason, for Jason to be unsympathetic would ruin his entire vibe. You know, part of the reason that he was able to uh, to get over, to use yeah. a wrestling term, he was able to get over with the fans because we remember him as a victim. You know, yes. this this started with a tragedy that happened to Jason. And it happened because the grown-ups weren't watching him like they were supposed to. Wait, hold on, the little girl is reading Sartre's No Exit. Yes, yes. Another wonderfully humorous moment. No Exit. <laughs> That's the best ever. Little, okay, little but... light there. Yes, I absolutely agree though. Um, and, and that's what I like about Freddy. That's also why I think the teens are so fully realized. They have personalities. They're a group. We care about them, unlike the teens. They're the best in ones. FTT. Yeah, the, the teens in, in Elm Street are, are the absolute best. Yeah. The cream of the crop. So, kill count. Jason just killed the Crazy Ralph character um, and the two on the bike with two for one. So we've got it. We had a three for one and then a two for one. So yeah. let's see. We have the two at the beginning, that couple. Yes. And the understudy for Bill S. Preston Esquire from Bill and Ted. So okay. One, That's two, right. We're, we're at eight. Nice. That's good to know. I wasn't thinking about that either. I will, was just so distracted by all of the fun things going on. I know, me too. Oh, there's Bowie! So many of them. Oh my God, there's a David Bowie record. The Ziggy Stardust, yes. I saw it, bottom right, yep. Okay, that was awesome. That was good stuff. I love that they're playing a card game like, Jason's gonna get you. <laughs> Aww. All right, so this is an incredibly important scene um, that a lot of people will not historically remember, but this is where they teased the idea of having the little girl who was a seer of sorts. Nice. Uh, the little girl who is sort of in tune with what's going on and understands the danger. Her name is uh, Nancy. And her name is Nancy as a little throwback slash homage. Right. Uh, this, this, this girl right here, Nancy, is the precursor to little Jamie Lloyd who oh. we will meet when the Halloween series returns. Right, exactly. Oh my goodness. Which you know part four is my absolute favorite Halloween movie. I know it and I I love it, you know, from start to finish. So that's gonna be a really fun one. Yay. That's gonna be a really, really fun one. Oh my God. Oh, okay. and, and I'd like to add something to our our uh, juxtaposition here, by the way. Um, <laughs> the, uh, like we said, you can't have an unsympathetic Jason or a sympathetic Freddy. Right. You also cannot have a Michael Myers that is anything except neutral. Oh, for sure. Yeah, who, who knows? Completely neutral, no backstory, no motive, none of that crap, you know? Yeah, he, nobody knows what's going on. He's sympathetic, and, and he's not like a, a horrible whatever. He's he's an enigma. We need that. He's the shape. He's the shape. Oh. Jason is someone who got done wrong, and Freddy is pure evil. Okay, speaking of the shape. Your favorite. 
Yeah, well, he is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's witty, and that goes a long way. <laughs> oh, he has a lot of redeeming qualities, for sure. We're gonna, we're gonna get into that once we bring back the Elm Street series oh, in a big way. But Jason just did the head tilt like Michael Myers. Okay, which... so we got a head tilt, we got the couple. The couple's the, um, so fun! They're so in silly. The in the, the RV is kind of like in the middle of nowhere on the property. And, um... Dancing. Yeah, so what did I say before? She was like... Oh my god. Half... Oh man, remember? Yes, she's... I, I had it. <laughs> she's half Kentucky and half a moonbeam. Yes, she's half Kentucky, half moonbeam. Thus, we called her the Kentucky moonbeam. Because... And so that's that's an official archetype now, the Kentucky Moonbeam. So yep. how about you explain Kentucky and I'll explain Moonbeam. Okay, Kentucky would be like, you know, she's your Boone's Farm girl. Like she's your your trailer park hair metal boobaloo. Yes, exactly. And Moonbeam is the <laughs> wildest chick at the music festival and the one that you don't want to trust. Right. So I will say, though, just to point out, because FDT5 was so full of boobaloos. Um, yeah. Nice job with this, by the way. Like, they didn't they didn't go there. They It was, it was classy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So. Friday the 13th, part six, is a bastion of class. And <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> Well, that's, I, I think that's the uh, particular people involved. I, I don't think that they're auditioning. Well, that's remember, true. So the last yeah. time, honestly, I, I think that they kind of went off the cuff and just started freestyling. They were auditioning. They were, they were auditioning for that. Yeah, because he does the director is not going to say no. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, yeah. If, he's, he, what is he going to say? Don't do that. Right. So it's it's like he's been thinking of how how, how to get him to do that, and then yeah. they just do it on their own. Is what happened. Yeah. And, and so then they kept it in the movie because some energy came together in FTT five where it was almost like a, you know, those competition shows. Yes. It was like one of those competition shows for who was going to be the next porn star. I know. That's what I'm saying. It was like right? they bust him in from Ohio and just who knows what happened to him after that. Yeah, and that's where you came up with the legendary term porn plucked. Porn plucked. Porn plucked. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So... No, it's perfect. It's perfect. So, so FTP5 turned into a competition between the actresses. They were trying to to show off their bodies. Uh, to use another wrestling term, they went in business for themselves. Yes, and in this one, that's what I was gonna say, like, Kentucky Moonbeam over here, you know, eh, kept it classy. She's trying to trying to be in the next FTT, if you know what I mean. Trying. Now, oh, check this, this song. out. Check this out. Look at the, um, look at the budget on this one scene. Okay, but so this here, song? Here, I know, the song is, Perfect. Right Rocking now. out. We are in 1986. Um, it's called Teenage Frankenstein. Alice yeah. Cooper, everyone. Frankenstein. So reference, by the way, to 
the revival of the genre. The genre rises up and walks just like Frankenstein. Yes. Jason lives and slashers live. This is this is really good stuff. I know. So this this whole sequence right here where they're driving down the road. Mm -hmm. Um they spent a little money, you know? Yeah. They oh. spent a little money. Okay. I'm gonna say that the, this kill with Kentucky Moonbeam is an homage to Nightmare when she go when Freddie goes through the wall and you see her here through the wall pressed her face. Uh, oh, that's right. I think Our it's an homage. Is nine. Okay. I feel like him right now. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, did did Jason just bust out a hunting knife? Yeah. Out, from a from a sheath? Oh yeah, he stole the hunter stuff. I mean wow. the the uh, whoa. Dang, that was a that was a really effective kill. It was simple. It was straight to the point, but it was really well done. And the cutaway was was well timed. So oh, now look at this. A, a full yes. on Oh here we go. Car crash scene. Here comes Jason busting oh, out this the is my top favorite. of the RV. Bust out the top of the RV and boom boom boom. Look at this. We got our hero, everybody. We got our Dang. action figure. We got die-hard Jason Voorhees. It's it's unbelievable. So I, I think we were saying the other day that all of a sudden he's kind of like Bruce Willis now. Exactly. You know? Like all of a sudden he's a 1980s action hero. Absolutely. First of all, he just did two kills on a moving vehicle. Wait. The vehicle... Spun out of control, wrecked, and then he just popped out of it and walked off. Yeah. And he's just looking all cool. What about that top of the world shot that they That's had? That's what I'm saying. There? And they do that with the camera shots here uh, a few times where it's from underneath. So it makes him look huge. And yes. that's totally on purpose. And so the question is, are they glorifying these psycho killers? Hell yes, they are. In I mean, they are. I mean, there's no bones about it. What are you, you know? gonna do? Like psycho <laughs> killer, Casca yeah. stay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I so, mean, hopefully, people know the difference between a movie and real life. I, I think that that is the ultimate bottom line and the perfect retort to any criticism of this genre. <laughs> or of movies, video games, and music in general. Mm -hmm. uh, anytime someone tries to establish a link between the arts and the actions of people who cite those artistic things as an influence for their, you know, wrongdoings, uh, the answer is no. There's a difference between art and life. Yeah, one would hope that and people it, and understood that. And that's that. on the person, you know? Yeah. Like that's on the individual. Okay, see, this is where I feel like the final girl here uh, could have done something. What is she doing? I have never... Be really better! Understood <laughs> she's, she's actually being a balloon right now, to be honest. Uh, no, come on. Oh, I want to slap her silly into a final girl. <laughs> I know. I want to see you do that. I want to see you do that. I'll, I'll sit there and smile. 
Oh, goodness. Um, would you say that she's on the balloon spectrum? Yeah, which really pisses me off because right? if you're telling me that this is our girl and she's going to be with Tommy, and come on, come Tommy. On, I know, I know. First of all, Tommy, you be better. And then, right? <laughs> and both then this girl. Them. See, both of them. That's the thing. We have be already better. established our main couple. And this is like every time we've watched this movie, this is how we start to feel. We're like, man. Ugh. This main couple could have been so much stronger. And, you See, know, part of it is casting. Part of I think a lot of it is casting here. Yeah. They went with the Hollywood, oh, let's mm -hmm. get Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie or whatever. And instead of, uh, you know, a cool girl. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer and Tom Cruise. Yes, exactly. And, but, but actually, they didn't really fully understand uh, the characters that they were supposed to play. Ooh, another Michael head tilt. I think, I think this is going to be the genesis of my A for effort. Yes. Because that's kind of what I'm seeing in them. I mean, they, they did not nail it, but A for effort. A for effort. They're trying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's fun that she's kind of a balloon because it's fun to talk about balloons. Oh, God. Um, she's it's definitely on the spectrum. Like she's not a full blown blimp, but she's 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 got a little. <laughs> helium, you know what I mean, she has oh. got some helium. Oh my god, that is so funny. Not a full blown got, blimp. <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean, this no! Good year, you know? Oh, that's terrible. But that's not but, what you want to hear because she has to measure up to Nancy, right? And heaven forbid, measure up to Lori's drone. Whoa, <laughs> your wife. You know, I had to get, you know, I had to get mine in. I know you did. <laughs> I love it. I oh love my it. God. You got yours in too. We have a, we have a long and, and colorful, uh, <laughs> we're both very, very attached to our favorite final girl. Absolutely. You know, you're, you're like so diehard Nancy, certainly the most I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so diehard Lori and yeah, that just works and then Friday the 13th we just always meet in the exact center oh yeah Friday yeah. the 13th is it's just like we just we just party with Friday the 13th yeah we're just a camp yeah and I think that we both would probably cite Ginny from Friday the 13th part two as our second. Would you agree with that? I would absolutely for me. Yep. I mean, I think, I think Annie's great. I think Trish is underrated, but Ginny right. with the chainsaw. I mean, come on. Oh, Ginny with the chainsaw. Legendary. Legendary. Oh, this girl so, looks like, um, uh, what's her face? Jodie Foster. Right. I'm she certainly her, does. I'm gonna call her Jodie. Now, do you want to, do you want to break it down a little bit further as far as, uh, this, uh, quote unquote, final girl character that we're dealing with here and what, what makes yeah. her off? I think that's so, important. 
Yeah, for her to even have a touch of the balloon. <laughs> right. Which, you know, any kind of airhead quality. Um, or any kind of that vixen thing that she was doing with Tommy. Both. Like, Both. Yeah. none of that. None of that in our final girl. We need her right. courageous. We need her focused. We need her... I mean, it, it, we're not even talking about, like, boyfriends or whatever. I'm talking about her no. core personality as someone who is aware of what's going on, concerned for her friends, who is not the last to find out, but probably the first to really piece together what's going on right now. Like, final girl, she would know already. And Right. Good point. She would be in pre-activation. She would be pre-activated. Yeah, she would be pre-activated. Whoa. Cool kill, by the yes. way. Yes. <laughs> the 360. <laughs> the 360 spin. So... Essentially, what you're saying is that there are a number of personality traits that we're looking for in an ideal final girl. And, and that yeah. the absence of all of those traits is a bad deal. Uh, yeah, because then she's Jason Fodder for me. She's, she, she is Jason Fodder masquerading as a final girl. That's okay. And so this is my problem. With that weak ass collar. Uh, yeah, it's so tiny. <laughs> tiny collar. <laughs> but I think that having Tommy as a survivor already right. diminishes the final girl potential. So we saw it in part five. We're seeing it now. When you have co-survivors, it, it's really hard to develop one that has all the personality traits mm -hmm. in the same character. Yeah, so, so we, yeah, we had this hard. discussion in Friday the 13th Part 5 about the tritagonist idea. And yeah. uh, how, when, whenever there's more than one in that role, they all unfortunately lose their meaning. Uh, this yeah. genre was built on the showdown. Now, I give Halloween a pass because for me it becomes less about Lori and more about Loomis. Oh, as the series goes on, yeah. incredibly so. Incredibly so, yes. So that Tommy doesn't annoy me as much as this one. Which we're going to get into. There's another Tommy. The Tale uh, of Two Tommies. The Tale of Two Tommies, yes. Uh, Tommy Doyle. Tommy is, Doyle. Is actually the original Tommy mm -hmm. uh, from the original Halloween. He was the kid that was being babysat the night that it all went down. And... <laughs> For any Paul Rudd fans out there, we'll get to see him in action. Oh, goodness. Yes, we will. <laughs> but that's later. Because, see, here we are here in the 80s. This is what I'm talking about. Final girl, her Corvette or whatever it is, um, jamming to some metal, speeding. I mean, it's super fun. I don't know if it's final girl fun. Yeah, it's just a different kind of cool. You know what I mean? She it is she fun. doesn't have she doesn't have the final girl cool. She has like '80s coming of age movie cool. Yeah, exactly. Oh, geez, Breakfast Club so, humor. Yeah, Breakfast Club humor. Precisely. <laughs> so when you combine that kind of dialogue mm -hmm. with the music in the background. What you get is essentially 
Yeah, Harry turn. <laughs> like it's it's like a coming of age film mixed with Die Hard. Yes. Mixed with the slasher. Yep. And Alice Cooper. And and like you said, when we see certain traits in a final girl that shouldn't be there, we're pretty critical. Yes, we are because we're pretty, we're pretty high critical. standard, high high standard, high standard, and it's it's almost like if she fails to achieve certain things that we're looking for, that's not that big of a deal. But if she possesses certain traits that we're not looking for, you know, if she acts in a certain way that we would we would consider to disqualify her mm -hmm. from final girldom, then that's a bad deal. That's a bad deal. And yes, the airheadedness is is on that list. Oh my god, good fake out. Nancy. So she's wait a second. Uh Tama da, da, da. She's the last of the counselors, aside from Final Girl, right? Who's alive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. See, this is the part I think is super adorable. The relationship between the campers and the camp counselors. Yeah, this is this is kind of cool. This is kind of cool. Um, you know, I like this one as a final girl, to be honest. Me too. That's what I was saying. Jean Jacket. Yeah. I, I think that they uh, missed the ball on that. Right? Oh, man. Exactly. I was thinking that from the beginning i was like this should have been our final girl see she's here she's not gallivanting with right. with tommy <laughs> how, like how could they not see that like this is Ugh. obviously the one and with the little girl like come on and the little girl chucks yeah so all right so let's talk about post slasher ambition syndrome uh sometimes when these people get their acting start in a slasher movie mm -hmm. they just go so over the top trying to be in a quote-unquote normal movie oh that it, it ends up really working against the cause here and i agree what you're seeing in both of these characters is exactly that yep. all they're thinking about is their career in hollywood um, they just happened to get offered a role in a Friday the 13th film. And unlike in 1981, they, they're going to jump at the chance in 1986. Yep. Oh, they're going to yeah, jump they that, <laughs> you know, so they're going to take the role, but they're not necessarily going to understand what that entails. And so they're trying to show that they can be in like big budget 80s action films or 80s, you know, young people getting into situations films. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in the process of, of doing that, they are failing to hit the marks of a traditional Friday the 13th counselor archetype. Yes, exactly. Right? So it becomes very confusing all around. And and I think that That's that adds saying. to the camp because it's kind of a huge contradiction. It is a huge contradiction because I don't want them... <sighs> being Indiana Jones, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, that's exactly what they just did. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they just did. That that car sequence 
was an Indiana Jones sequence. Yes. And, and look, even even when they're at the the uh, police station just now, it's it's hard to kind of explain exactly what it is, but it's a very clear vibe that they have. It's a vibe. It is definitely a vibe. These people are not acting like like you would see a slasher movie character act. But she is. See, this girl is though. Our Jodie Foster. This one right here is perfect, and I think we're gonna have to get the director yes. on the show sometime, and we're gonna have to ask him why did you do that. Yep. I and uh, I, I think I actually need to now. Ooh, and look at yeah. this. See, look, so, we even have a stalker moment. Look at this sequence. <gasps> look at this. This is Final Girl stuff. Are you kidding me? Do you see? Do you see this? Oh what man! What just happened? Twenty-five straight seconds of oh, the sad perfect now. interpersonal, you know, deep psychological thing. And her relationship with little Nancy. You know what I'm calling it? She's my final girl for this movie. <laughs> Even as a caller. I know. I just saw that. Do you think they couldn't decide and then like just <laughs> just kind of went with it? And then they're like, oh, no, I, now it's I, your I, like kill scene. And so now we're deciding that it's our. Unfortunately, I think it was a little bit more degenerate than that. I know. I do too. <laughs> Sadly. I could probably say enough said with that you know enough <laughs> said i'm just sad I'm, I'm i'm looking at it from from his perspective oh for sure oh, i know like, i know you know what happened here i so. know what they were doing yeah please now if if that had been me in charge of casting this one right here, 1,000%. Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. And we, we would launch her career, and she would be a final girl in other slashers, too. I know she would. Yeah, but yes. you weren't casting for the next Boobaloo. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And and you know how Hollywood is, too. There's so many things that go on behind closed doors. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many ways to manipulate your way into a certain position, if, if you will, and so to speak. And so it's very clear why the blonde got this role. Yes. But. But she's my favorite. Right here is mm. next, mm. next level. Next From level. night two, electric boobaloo. Yeah. So I'm really glad that we got to have this conversation because Me too. I don't think that she's ever been given her proper dues. I agree. And, and it's too bad that this is like the only time that she ever appeared in one of the nailed it. Oh, it's so good. And I'll also say, um, coming off of FTT five, the gores, it, the cutaways are utilized a lot more. Um, yeah. so just interesting notes. You bugs. I'm, I'm glad they did a cutaway for that one. For the bugs? Well, I'm I'm glad that they they cut away from her death. Oh. Because I thought you it, meant it just, for the bug. It, it continues this sort of honorable aura 
I know. I love her. Like, do you see how even her death got this special treatment? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's like they didn't want to, they didn't want to go too far with that one. Well, yeah, they, they knew. They knew we knew. And so here we sort of circle back to the discussion of the quote unquote rules mm -hmm. and how they've all gone out the window. Yeah. They've all gone out the window because by all slasher logic, the woman in the last 10 minutes uh, who absolutely chewed up the scene and, and just killed yeah. it. She just, that was incredible performance. Uh, she should have been the survivor. Oh man. And now we're back with Miss Ohio. Miss Ohio. Now, do you want to give her an honorary boobaloo title? I'm going to. <laughs> I was going to say, because I know that that's sacred and we already have two, right? So just let's bring people up to speed on the boobaloo team. We've okay. got boobaloo of the woods, right? Yep. Now, who's she? Wait, we have boobaloo of the diner as well. Uh-huh. And those were both FTT5. FTT5 came in strong with the electric boobaloo crew. <laughs> the electric boobaloo crew. Yes. So, so boobaloo of the woods and boobaloo of the diner. Um, any anybody who has not heard that episode will be very confused by what we're saying. But the explanation is in that episode. Yeah. So, so just, just go listen to that. Just go listen to FTT Five, and you'll see yeah. all the girls. <laughs> Trying out for Debbie does Jason. <laughs> Debbie does Jason. And yes. <laughs> Debbie does Jason. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> All right. So that's, that's officially a new thing, too. So I would say she's yes. Boobaloo of the jail cell. Boobaloo of the jail cell. <laughs> Oh my God, Boobaloo of the JC. Oh, Boobaloo of the JC. Wonderful. Okay, so so you approve. We've got our third Boobaloo. We do. Sad to say. Official. And the reason why this is a very bad thing is because she's our this, final girl. <laughs> Boobaloo is the final girl. You can't oh, do that damn. to us. You can't do that to us. Mm. Like, come on. You know? Oh my goodness. Like, I'm... Believe me, like, I'm going to give this a good rating, and I love it, and all <laughs> that stuff, but... You're like, oh, Jason. Man, to do this to our final girl, it hurts. It does hurt. It hurts. It hurts. But they did so many other things. Like, even right now, you know, I'm sort of feeling this sense of, okay, everybody's pre-activated, um, they know what's going on. They're sort of in this together. Heck yes, I love it. So we've got a final couple. Here we go. Oh, 57. Wait a second. So he's supposed to be like not even 30? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so he's exactly. the same age as Tommy all of a sudden. <laughs> well, age <laughs> in Crystal Lake works differently. It does work differently. Because remember that Tommy 
was the same age as young Jason when he had his showdown in Friday the 13th 4. So Tommy was nine years old yep. in 1984. Yep. And then in 1985, he was 18. Yeah. And here in 1986, he's 35. Oh my God. <laughs> so that's how it works. <laughs> oh my God, Jason's wearing bell bottoms. They're all frayed. So he, he actually somehow changed his pants. That is so funny. When we weren't looking. Oh my God. That is great. Oh, see, I don't, this is interesting. Oh, here's a moment. Here's a moment. Oh, but he would never hurt her, I don't think. I think no, he's he having wouldn't. that weird, like, recognition moment of being a kid. Oh, totally. Totally. And, and look, not even any hint of anything. He just walked away. Yeah. He just walked away. That is so incredibly important. And her red chucks. This monster right here would not harm a child. No, no, no. He wouldn't harm a child. Yeah, and, and to to sort of elaborate on that, you know, Jason originally drowned because the teenagers were busy partying, and so they weren't watching him. Mm -hmm. So his beef is with adults who only care about themselves. Right. It's That's what's really going weird. on here. He, he he is delivering retribution via machete. Machete! I love it. Airheaded grown-ups. And in doing so, the entire franchise is making a statement about, about the state of humanity and people just kind of being vacuous. And okay. uh, the reason why it's so powerful is because it's uncomfortably accurate, right? Oh, I like think so. Everyone in every echelon of society Ooh. and in every role and at every job and in every archetype just sort of having a one-track mind and looking out for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So it's very, it, it's misanthropic in its delivery, but it's <laughs> also very idealistic in, it, in its approach be, because they're attempting to eliminate the quote-unquote bad people. Oh my god, an arrow just thrown perfectly into his head. And a nice little homage to the first movie. That's right. But then look, they cut to a dartboard. That's so funny. That's incredible. So, is that where he picked it up? I think so. Wait, do you think, do you think that Jason has been playing darts? Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god, I said it at the same time as he did. <laughs> that was that was beautiful. I just saw that too. Now yeah. check out this check out this officer right here. Look at the fur on that coat. Um, I don't know what's happening with the fur on his coat, but it's like only on a few parts of it. I was gonna say he actually had a seamstress. Oh god. So patches of fur onto his coat. And it's not even on his real shoulders. No, it's, it's like three inches below the shoulder. It's totally uneven. That makes no sense. So his coat has eyebrows, big booty oh, eyebrows. Oh my God, that is so funny. Well, actually, speaking of, is he a potato head hair contender? Uh, yes, he is. Definitely. I, I need to keep, wow. Well, yeah, he's got the, you know, he's got the pricey blow dryer. He does. Sure. We don't we don't have too, 
too many good candidates this episode. I, I must know. admit. That's what I'm... But who's probably going to win it for me is going to be Kentucky Moonbeam. Oh, of course. Of course, Kentucky Moonbeam. Yeah, because she had the she had the hair metal mullet. She <laughs> did. Oh, Jason uh, with his... Ooh. Smashing skulls. So he smashed his skull, but then also he looked at him as he dropped. So extra points for that. Um, of course, another throwback to the classic Michael Myers kill. Yeah. Um, and this little girl, I just really love her. Yeah, she's actually the star. She is! She is the star. Oh man. You know what? You know what I'm going to call her? What? The final girl. Oh, she is the final girl. She is. Yeah, she is the final girl. Awesome. Finally, the boys are back. They haven't been here forever. I know. They've been absent from the entire film. They like was <laughs> that was hilarious. What's going on here? <gasps> Raggedy Ann. All right, so sheriff for a showdown. So, like, I can't even tell you how much I approve of this sheriff. He, he's just done everything right so far. He's a good guy. And and now he's like a, a hero. <gasps> so this, this is really, really refreshing to see. Uh-oh. Oh my God. <gasps> Does Jason have hair? Does he have little wispies? Yeah, he has a little whiskey. <laughs> oh my god, he has a little feather on his head. <laughs> yes. Did you see that? Uh-huh. I saw the feather. He has like one little wispy. Uh-huh. Do you remember what you said the other time? <laughs> okay, well because, like why are you shooting? <laughs> <laughs> yep, you said that it's just maggots behind that mask it's you just a maggot and so what happened is i started being haunted by your legendary statement and i started imagining myself flying to jamaica <laughs> and being greeted at the airport by a rastafarian saying it's just maggots it's just man, maggots, man. There, well, that's all there was to say. It's just the maggots. It's just maggots, man. Why are you shooting? Yes. <laughs> so that was a beautiful thing because just to add context, like we were watching this movie on, you know, what we call our mesmerized run, where we watch it the first time and uh, just pay attention and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And and I was saying like, hey, how come he's getting shot with a shotgun multiple times and not getting hurt? Right? Which was an example of my suit being off. Yes. And then what you said is it's because it's just maggots. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, of course. Like, <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> so like for anybody, you can hear that original take in our FTT6 teaser that's up Ooh. on Instagram. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I that was take it. such a classic moment. <laughs> that was just so classic because I was completely serious. I was like, I know you were. Like, why is okay? So he he just got 
hit with like double up buckshot seven times or whatever mm-hmm. and it doesn't hurt him and you're like it's just maggots <laughs> <laughs> but your delivery was quintessentially rastafarian well but i think that's why it's the suits element because <laughs> that happens with both of us like all of a sudden one of us will be real super serious and then it's like but just don't forget to party with these two yeah yeah we both we both have a suit in the closet yep you know um you really do (laughs) i know i really do (laughs) great and so like but we also fundamentally love these movies yes and that's where this all starts and ends, you know, is like this warm affection for these films. Absolutely. And so at any given time, either one of us will be sort of hypercritical of one yeah. of these films. Yeah. Right? But then, but we never both do it at the same time. Mm-mm. That's great, though. Oh. Oh, come on. See, she's not being a funnel girl. Stop screaming. Not even close. Not even close. Dag, nab it. Go do something. Come on. It's just some maggots. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, these little boys, though. That's so sad. What were you going to be when you grew up? That was quite a line. I know, it's really good. It's like almost a little too potent. <sighs> no! I'm sad about this one. I mean... Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, what are you doing, pal? No! Be careful! Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, I'm gonna miss the sheriff! Oh my God, he just folded him in half. Yep. <laughs> he just folded him in half. You like those ones. I do. <laughs> <laughs> that was really fun. I actually laughed. Um, because remember in Friday the 13th part three? Yeah, I was going to say. The guy on the handstand, yep. that is epic. I know. That's what I was like, because he gets um, cut into four pieces or whatever. Yes. Yeah. And then Jason, Jason just folds them up and puts them in the bunk bed. See, you love those, you love those folds. I love those folds. <laughs> those Jason folds. Oh, the Jason folds. Okay, that's officially a thing. So, oh my god. No matter what movie we're watching, if uh, ever somebody gets folded up like that, or their body parts get all jumbled, we're gonna call it a Jason fold. Nice. Ooh. Ooh, I love the way he busts in that door. Mm-hmm. See, he's our action star. But also, what the heck with that rock in the boat? He would be going down. You know that's a skinny little boat. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right? We we have a lot of nicknames for Jason over the years, by the way, um, just because of how much affection that we've had for him. <laughs> and one of them is the French pronunciation of his name. Oh, yes, the French. <laughs> so I remember us 
Yes. Being teenagers, saying Jason Vorhois. Yes, because his name is Jason Voorhees, and we were like, if he was French, he'd be Jason yeah. Vorhois. <laughs> we changed it to Jason Vorhois. And, and you know that, what? I, I love it. that. I love it so much. Well, that's like, that's who he is right now. See, he's, he's breaking out of the mold. Like he's no longer just Jason. He's like full on Jason. He is full on Jason. Like he's doing some things he hasn't done before. Oh, I love this. So that's the thing. If you're not pronouncing his name with a French accent, then you're not truly having fun with this movie. I know. Just like get in the spirit because also the kills and everything the reason why we have a lot of fun is because we have such appreciation for the makeup artists it's not even funny we love that stuff yeah we're looking at like everything going on here <laughs> you know every single little thing how much work it took to make those kills look like that the the artistry that goes into creating the mold of the head and blah 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 like all that stuff is really interesting yeah, I think. I think it's incredible stuff. And of course, we always uh, give respect to the legend, Mr. Tom Savini. Savini! You know, who's kind of started this whole thing. And boy, okay. would he be fun to have on the show at some point. Okay, but look at this little Kansas boy. Would no way be able to lift that heavy rock onto the boat. I know. <laughs> I, know. I mean, right? He's yeah, teeny. It's completely out of control how all of a sudden he's uh, he, he's like 80s action star dude. No, because he needs to be Final Girl. This should be Final Girl right now. I'm mad that it's Tommy. Mm-hmm. It's a waste. Total waste. I mean, even though I get what the saga is, you know, with... Ooh, that was a cool Jason out of the water shot. That was, I like when he comes out of the water. That's classic. This production though, like the, yeah. we've had the cars and the doors exploding and now there's fire on the water. It's pretty neat. -o. Yeah, they're taking it to another level. And um, they're definitely trying to convey the message that Friday the 13th is big. Um, the biggest. And, and they succeeded. <laughs> Yeah, Basically, apparently. This movie was extremely successful, you know, and for the then, record. Well, and then everything came back. Everybody came back. Yeah, yeah. So this movie, like, w was a total phenomenon, you know, with people just coming back in droves to see Jason return. And everyone thought that there would be no more slashers after April Fool's Day. But then we got, like, five more years. Woohoo! a beautiful thing. Oh, this one's cool. See, and a, a stuntman had to do this and mm -hmm. be put on fire. Oh, the sign is at the bottom of the lake. <gasps> the that's camp. the original sign. Oh, yeah. that's so, that's cool. I didn't notice that last time. And just sort of the way the music is punctuating everything. <laughs> I'm like 50-50 about Tommy right now, about whether or not I want <laughs> I want him to go. Oh, well, you, you kind of like him. Uh, he's all right. Yeah. He's got some skill. 
He's <laughs> more appropriate in his role. Yes, he is. Than uh, what's her name is. Oh yeah, Boobaloo of the JC. There's another bad sign. Did you see what just happened? There's a horrible sign. I just said what's her name. Yeah, nobody knows her. I I don't know what her name is. Not good. Like, are you kidding me? Do you think I'm gonna forget Nancy's name? Um, never. Do you think I'm gonna forget Lori's name? <laughs> like, you, you'll never forget Jamie. Exactly. But you love Jamie in Prom Night too, and Terror Train. So that's just yeah. you and Jamie. Yes, I, I think I think she's uh, just incredible. Just Your incredible. wife. She's my favorite actress of what we might call the modern era, if, nice. if that counts. I know that we're getting older now, so I don't know if the the modern label applies anymore. I know. You you know what I mean? Like I back in the days when there was like the studio era. Yeah, and then the modern era was, you know, 70s through 90s, right? Yes. So, you know, she's my favorite actress of, of the modern era. I love it. And she's really good. And and you know really that good. I grew up, you know that I grew up having a crush on her too. Of course you did. Yeah. I love this part though, because finally, 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 final girl. She's diving in the water. She's saving Tommy. She's... She first of all, she's, she's the last five minutes killing Jason. Like she's, yeah, she's getting them out, and that's hardcore. What, what's happening to Jason right now with his Mickey Mouse gloves? Yes, with his Mickey Mouse gloves. You see how huge they are on his hands. I know, and he still has his bell bottoms. Oh, but look what she did! Thank you very much. Ew. Well, you know what? It's about time. About time. It's about time. Like, it's interesting that she seems to have activated all of a sudden at the very end. Oh, that's a cool shot, though, in the water. I love underwater uh, film shots. Yeah, that's some really good stuff. And then here come all of the campers. Like, Oh, yeah. All these kids here. All these kids need to not be here. Except for Nancy, because yeah, she's I'm, cute. I'm saying, like, get them out of the movie for real you know what they could have done is just have the little nancy girl be like somebody's sister that came along or had to come along or something she should be the only kid in this movie that's what i mean because they, she just yeah. completely nailed it and they could have gotten away with that that was i mean her role i mean it cannot be overstated mm -mm. you know she may very well be the influence for little Jamie Lloyd and in Halloween 4 through 6. I'm wondering... This little Nancy girl in this movie is like the proto Sixth Sense kid yeah. who is like totally aware of things and mm -hmm. smarter than the grown-ups in some ways. I agree. I like that he said Jason's home, like he's returned to the lake from part oh, one. A Mickey Mouse sweater in the background. Nice! They did it on purpose. Yeah. Okay, this is the perfect shot right here. I am so glad they did this. This exact spot on the lake is the exact spot where young Jason drowned. Oof. All those years ago. So they're tying it all together. They're tying it all together. And here he is drowning again in the Oof. same lake. But look at that. Eyes oh, but, but what's happening with this? Music. Oh my gosh, here comes Alice Cooper. Okay, I hear those synthesizers. Oh, 
Go with your baby. <laughs> I love it. This this song is especially for this movie. Oh heck yeah. It's great stuff. Oh. Oh my goodness. And just the fact that Alice Cooper is willing to do this mm-hmm. should should say everything. That that should convey where Friday the 13th was in 1986. Oh, exactly. Like You know what I mean? Like he knew it would work. Yeah. Celebrities wanted to be accepted by Friday the 13th. <gasps> oh, he's the man behind the mask. He's out of control. This song is really behind good. the mask. Oh, and he crawled out of his hole. Yeah. It's so good. It, it is. It's, I it's want like this. extremely good for the record. So just imagine people, the movie theater lights turn on. Oh, okay. Right? People are starting to leave and this song starts playing out of the speakers. I mean, Friday the 13th at this point is a total phenomenon. And to date, this is the highest grossing slasher film. He's back. That's amazing. Yeah. Dumbass. I'm just rocking. It's so good. Man behind. Dumbass. <laughs> Out of his hole. It's my favorite line. Yeah, and you know what? Every time these credits roll, I think to myself, much respect to every one of these people involved. You know? Heck yeah. Like like just the work that they do, especially the behind the camera people. That's stuff. what I'm saying. So much work goes into this. And I, I'm just so glad that these people really love this enough to, to give us these movies. Same. Roseman. <laughs> oh, shout out hey, to Alice Felony. Cooper, Alice Cooper has three songs. Felony has, has one song. So remember Graduation Day? Um, your favorite? Yes. So <sighs> these slasher bands, they get around. Um, that's so funny. He's after your soul. Dumbass. Okay. So, it's a full-on party. I'm excited. It's a full-on party. There is so much to unpack here. I better pull up a chair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. Discussion. I'm Uh, so excited. There's... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Because it's welcoming and it's ushering and you know, maybe not my favorite. Fa- well, actually, it does usher in my actual well, top your ten. Actual <laughs> yeah, my my ten. Movie. My yeah. actual favorite movie. So, yeah. not going to talk about that yet. But right, that's. <laughs> but that's how excited I am. We're going to get there very soon, though. So, um, and we've already told them what it is. By the way, I know. So, just, you know, as, as another reminder, Nightmare on Elm Street is going to come back in a huge way thanks to this movie. You know, Freddy's going to come back. So so now that Jason lives, yeah, Freddy's going to live, 
and Michael Myers is going to live. Oh, when Michael comes it's, back, though? Yeah. I mean, That's it's insane. completely insane. Like, all of a sudden, everyone's coming back. All of these movie series that were dead are all coming back. Oh. Thanks to this movie. So, before we start to unpack, do we have a Mr. Potato Head award? Kentucky Moonbeam. Kentucky Moonbeam? Okay. I would because... like to introduce the uh -oh. idea of Jason's maggots. Oh, wait. I just Does forgot about his little wispies. Yeah, the wispies. Does that count yeah. as hair? Um, yes, I will allow it. Well, it's because it, it's wispies and maggots, right? Wispies and maggots. Like a WM, if you want to go to your local barber. Of course. Um, tell, them, tell them that. Oh, so, if that counts, would you agree that we have to give it to Jason? Well, that's tough. That's tough. Or Kentucky Moonbeam. Because she, she kind of had like the perfect, like the poison mullet. Okay. And you know what I'm going to say? Dude. I will <laughs> give the Potato Head Award to Kentucky Moonbeam. I knew but, it. But, but, I will Runner. say, I would replace her hair oh. from her head hole, right? Is yeah, that how you say it? <laughs> from her head hole. So... So if you could, if you could grab hold of that hair and lift it upward from her head hole, as if you were pulling the sword from the stone. Yes, exactly. What would you replace in that head hole? Jason's wispies. <laughs> Jason's wispies. Oh my god. Okay, so you're gonna take Jason's wispies and put them on her. Yep. Incredible. <laughs> just incredible now can you imagine her hair on him oh i wish right yes yeah, so you know i just i just do a straight swap a straight swap yep boom okay <laughs> <laughs> I, all i can hope is that everyone is picturing that the way i am right now oh it's a it's a really good image it really is it's very classy so I will concur all yes. the way around on the Mr. Potato Head Award. Um, that's just it right there. So next up, we next have up. the Golden Machete. <gasps> the Golden, golden machete. machete. This might be a little bit harder, though. You know what? Uh, oh. It's going to be harder. Um, no, I'm giving it to Nancy, little girl, Golden Machete. Okay. With her red okay. chucks. So the Golden Machete Award, of course is given to the person in the movie who had the overall best performance, mm -hmm. um, which sometimes can sneak up on us. Yes. You know, and sometimes it's like not who we thought at all. So. Yeah. I, I'm going to say that that is like, that is so strong, um, but I'm going to give it to the sheriff. Oh, I see that. I see that. Yep. But, but both of them though, if we could, like split the award in half i know and give each of them half then that that would be the most accurate so here's what i would have done i would have had the sheriff be jody foster's dad our our little oh, jody foster wow and i would have had little nancy be the only camper there i would have had her be like some niece or something that like had to come along uh -huh. or something like that or some towns girl that just like you know what I mean? Fell in with the crew. Like okay. a Reggie type of thing, but 
Yes. But, but little Nancy. Regina, the reckless. Yes, exactly. And I would have had that be the dynamic. Uh-huh. So that Perfect. she would have been the final girl with the little girl, Nancy, and that would have been our crew with the sheriff against Jason. Okay. Okay, so I really like that. Um, and if I could sort of make changes to the film as well, I would make the guy who was friends with Tommy at the beginning mm -hmm. actually play Tommy. <gasps> oh, interesting. I like that. I like that too. Because I, I think that if he were Tommy and that other chick were the final girl, then we'd have like a really, really, really strong oh, film. Oh, that would be such a cute couple. Right? Can you imagine that? Yes. I... Oh, that's adorable. And, and so, just like you said, the sheriff is her father. Yeah. And it just all works. It all works. Yeah. And so honestly, like not to say that, you know, anything has like made me dislike the movie because I really like this movie. But yeah, totally. um, but I would have just I would have done those changes to make it kind of an ultimate. Uh-huh. Along with you know, our actual Nancys and our Lorries. Exactly, exactly. So that is something that we have to point out, you know? I, I mean, so. we're pretty strict here. We are. And the final girl is absolutely the glue that holds this together. Because um, otherwise, I mean, there it's a paradox. I you know? know, like, what I are we doing? Fighting against some dude, like, that's that's not how this all works. No. That's how this all works. That's that's every other, like, non-slasher movie of the 80s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's a bunch, a bunch of dudes fighting each other. Like, go away. Where's yeah. my girl? Like <laughs> every single other it's 80s Every movie. single other 80s movie. So, with that, I don't have my rating yet. No, no, we're going to stall on um, the rating. Because again. I want to talk about who you would be with. <laughs> okay, so, yes, I'm so glad you mentioned that. That brings us to the uh, disturbingly popular segment <laughs> <laughs> called Who Would I Be With? Now, <laughs> it's complicated when there's not a full suite. Yes. However... <laughs> Mm -hmm. I I like this challenge of the Bizarro Saved by the Bell cast yes. that we have. Yes. And my answer a little bit has changed with upon this viewing of our new pick for a final girl. Ooh. So Ooh, interesting. I, I know. I know. So <laughs> here's well, what I think. Will you will you give the explanation of what you thought before too? Yes, I will. Well, because she's still in she's still in the mix. Okay, I love it because this you know who would I be with is your segment. <laughs> you know this I all I do is eat popcorn. This segment belongs to you. <laughs> so <laughs> let's do it. All right. So. <laughs> like kind of limited choices that we have now uh -huh. in this uh -huh. movie. <laughs> I think actually that you would like uh, our Jodie Foster. I think you might like her. 
Well, yeah, especially if I had time to get to know her. That's what I mean. Because, like, yeah. especially even even this time, getting to know her a little more. <laughs> right. I was like, I like her more. I so, had a totally different experience this time. And I, I know. I saw, like, her greatness. Oh, I love her. So, yeah. I think you would like her. Yep. Um, but... I'm already starting to. <laughs> I know. I think that the uh, sadly boo blue of the jail cell would oh, like you god oh that's that's rough i mean rough but i know it's true it's true she's causing shenanigans yeah and it would be <laughs> trouble it would be such oh my god trouble. her dad is the sheriff i know i that's why sake. yeah right you see the whole dynamic yeah i would have to either do every single thing perfectly or move out of town you'd have to move out of town because like the sheriff's not gonna want you dating his daughter. <laughs> no, nor should I be. Nor should you. <laughs> the sheriff she's a doesn't boo-boo. want me to do it, and you don't want me to do it. But she wants to. That's a really rough situation. It's unfortunate. I mean, seriously, like you know how powerful that if you and the sheriff are agreeing on anything, uh, I, you see, like what is going on? It's a twilight zone. Then you know something's very, very wrong. Like only that situation could cause yeah. you and the sheriff to agree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love, it. I love it. So that's that one is signed, sealed, and delivered for sure. Um, for sure, for sure, but. <laughs> But I know there's more. I know there's more. Believe me, I, I've got a piece of popcorn ready to go. <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think, funny enough, you would be with the paintball shooter from the woods. Oh, because you'd be at you'd be at like shooting practice. <laughs> yes. Yes. And she'd be like wanting to have a paintball weekend away from her firm or whatever she does during the day. And right. I, I think that she's like older and I think that she would get you somehow with that paintball. <laughs> oh, you're saying she would get me with her paintball? I think she'd get you with the paintball. Wow. I think so too. Because you'd both be there. I think so, too. I think so, too. It's it's just like we talked about last time. It's such a random pairing, mm-hmm. but it works. I know. It's super it just works. weird. But because it does. Weren't you originally going to go with no one? No, I was going to say absolutely no one. Yeah. But now with you know the girl who should have been the final girl i like her and i think you would like her well it's um, it's been quite a, a viewing as far as you know that revelation yeah I, absolutely I the most powerful thing that came out of this viewing for me i think so i i didn't i don't know how i missed this like her sequence with jason as he's outside of the window i know Remember that? That, that was ridiculous that was that, ridiculous that was like just the two of us that was that was on par with what Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street did. I know that's what I'm saying. So I don't and know I, what they I were couldn't thinking. Believe it. Yeah. Ugh. I so I can't even with that. God, so, they dropped the ball. I know. So that's what I think. That. Let's get her on the show. Let's get her Let's on the show. Her on the, 
Yeah. And, and, and ask her how she feels about this because it is very obvious to me that she showed up ready to go. You know okay. what I mean? So we need <laughs> to do lunch with her people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so your final answer is I would like um what's her name? Yeah. You should be the final girl. And what's her name? Who is the final girl would like me. <laughs> yeah. But I probably should be with um that woman who is playing paintball. Well, I think you would be with her. Okay. Because you guys <laughs> you guys would both be at shooting practice. Yes. Yes. And so she would have like cocktails there. Mm-hmm. And that's what would happen. Okay. Um, so I think you would be led astray from the woods. Oh, I'm liking I, I'm liking this metaphor. So that's what I think would happen. Wow. With a, <laughs> okay. And so, and then Boobaloo would be the one causing trouble. Oh, she would cause so much trouble. Boobaloo of the jail cell. I know the JC. It's it's like po poetically horrifying. I, that's what I'm saying. My God. <laughs> That's so, terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, it really is. It That's really actually is. frightening. The, the worst one so far. I mean, as weird as that sounds, because in in past versions of this segment, yeah, there's some. I mean, you know, not to take away from the other bad ones. There's been some bad ones. Oh, there's been bad like, ones. Some really bad ones. But as far as life ruining potential. This is the worst. We're going to give it to the daughter of the local sheriff. Yeah, we are. Reasons. Yeah, we are. <laughs> for obvious reasons. And so, so with with all of her, um, you know, crazy party personality and stuff, it's just a bad deal. So I think you're exactly right. Once again, you're spot on. <laughs> um, I'm already noticing the uh, the would-be final girl even more. I, I know. I know. Same. She's cool as hell. Like, she, she is. Really is. Yeah. Like, I just love her now. I love her. Now, as of this viewing, though. Yeah, right now. Because how, how funny is it that we didn't ever see this before? I don't know what we were doing. I don't know what we were doing either. We, <laughs> we never saw this. But I think we both see it very clearly tonight. Oh, absolutely. So she is just super cool. She is the coolest. So now, do you want to introduce our new segment? So here's the thing. We, we have been sort of doing all of this off the cuff. Since we started, we've been experimenting and throwing things out there. And some of them have become segments. And we're building this show from the ground up mm -hmm. as it's happening in real time. Yes. And and this is a, a really exciting thing. And we're also sort of uh, listening to feedback. And you know what? Everybody's saying they love Slashers and Suits. Yay. And that is a very humbling, you know, positive, wonderful thing. And it's mutual. You know, because we love you guys too. So, oh, absolutely. Seriously. 
Yeah, I mean, like, this has turned into something, I, I think, beyond the scope of what we imagined <laughs> yeah. when we started. I think we thought that we were just going to, you know, watch movies and chill and... <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like that is just kind of an excuse to do that, right? But yep. I think that everybody sees how much we love these movies. And what I didn't realize is how much they love them too. Oh, everyone loves these movies so much. It's a lot of nostalgia. I mean, these movies, they're such a fan base. And I think people can see, you know, we, we put a lot of time and effort into these we yeah. watch the movies always beforehand before we record uh we edit them you know we we try to make a real episode for everyone yeah yeah and so we have started to get a lot of feedback and so far it's 100 positive which is cool and so we have decided to introduce a new segment called the mailbag the mailbag. The mailbag. Time <laughs> for the mail. So, by the way, um, you can if you if you want to get your question read, then you can send it on to us at slashes and suits at gmail. Absolutely, um, you can message us on Instagram or Facebook as well, slashes and suits. So we've got a couple of questions. For our inaugural edition Yay. of the mailbag. The mailbag. Yes. Yes. So when we look at these questions, um, we're going to try to choose a balance of uh, serious and fun, if you know what I mean. Because some of these questions are like super serious and some of them are just really lighthearted. Yeah. And I think, I, I think it'd be best to acknowledge both sides. I do too. Right. And then some of the questions are just like super soulful. <laughs> Yay. Um, so, all right. Without, without further ado, Jose in Arizona wants to know, why do you call it slashers and suits? What is the deal with the suits? Oh, Jose. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. There's a lot to, to talk about here. <laughs> so there's, you can go back to episode zero, which is Friday the 13th, part four. And wow. I know it's a ways back now at this point. Um, but that that's where we talk about where the suits come from. It's a Crispin Glover line from that movie. when <laughs> They're all going swimming and he's like, we've got no suits. Like they have no suits. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they have <no> swimsuits. <laughs> anyway, so that was like, uh, just the fact that he said they have no suits was the way that he says it is so funny and it stuck with us for so long. And the the reason I kind of fell in love with the genre, I think, came from that movie. I became that and <laughs> all of his all of his lines, like every single one of Crispin's lines and his actions. I loved, I just, I thought it was the best thing ever. And a lot of stuff came from, from that with repeated viewings and everything forever ago. So mm -hmm. it really, the, the slashers and suits tie-in came from that movie. Yeah, it, it really did. And, you know, from my perspective, um, 
I remember the very first time that we watched that movie. Oh my God. And the magic that happened. It's true. Part of the magic for me, and perhaps the most important part, was seeing the effect that it had on you. And just how much you loved. You loved it in the purest sense. It wasn't with any disclaimers. You know, it was a straightforward, you actually loved this movie. No, I love that movie. (laughs) Yeah, like there was, you know, there's complicated about it. You loved every scene. Oh my goodness. It's so fun. Crispin. Crispin makes it the best movie ever. Um, yeah, it does. Oh my god! But also, it 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 also has like another meaning in the sense of when we say like our suit is on too tight. Like sometimes I'll oh poke, yeah I'll poke Hesu about having a suit on too tight, like taking yes, something too seriously. Yes, which you do throughout the day all the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, so let's let's explain that one too. So. We've talked about it in a literal sense. There was a scene in Friday the 13th, part four. People were skinny dipping. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some of the group didn't have uh, swimsuits with them. Crispin Glover said, we have no suits. And we took our name from that. But Mm -hmm. the suit is also representative of an outlook that we may or may not have while watching a movie. And ideally, ideally, we would have our suit on but it would be loose. A loose suit. It'd be loose fitting, you know? Mm. Because when we have our suit too tight, that means we're being hyper-analytical and criticizing, you know, every aspect of these films. So I think that we can really sort of influence others in how they watch these movies. Because if you find yourself saying things like, oh, you know, that's not realistic. Or, oh... Why, why did they do that? Why did they do this? Forget all that. <laughs> yeah, your suit's too tight. Start rocking out. Mm-hmm. You know, your hair you, you don't you don't watch a slasher movie to to have like some sort of real life experience. You you watch a slasher movie because it's part of a fun movement that happened during the 1980s. Exactly. You lose yourself in it in that way. And if you take it too seriously, it's going to start to break down in a way that is only going to be tragic for you because that just means that you can't enjoy them. And what Mm -hmm. good is that? Yeah, that's no fun for anyone. (laughs) Yeah, what good is that? So the goal is to to not look at reasons to be, you know, sort of leery about these movies or why are they bad or controversial or unrealistic or corny, you know, Mm -hmm. the goal here is to look for reasons to love them. And we've provided you with many of them. So (laughs) we keep on doing that. So I think that, you know, Jose asked a really good question. And Flashers and Suits is a direct reference to Friday the 13th, part four. Mm -hmm. Now you came up with this name. And it was your idea to start this podcast, for Yay. which I'm eternally grateful. That's so yeah. fun. So I will add from my perspective that, uh, how, like, how, how amazing is this? So one day, <laughs> I show my sister a movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> on, on VHS, no less. On VHS. 
So we watched Friday the 13th 4 and it affected you in such a wonderful way that all of these years later, you told me that we need to start a podcast called Slashers and Suits. <laughs> and and you, you talk about like a mind-blowing moment. Yay. I'm just, I'm, I'm like, oh my God. That's so fun. Like, how can I not do this? Like, this is the most amazing thing in the world. You know, it, it, it was just such a, such a beautiful moment for me Yay. when I realized that you actually love these things. And it's like, you love them as much as I do. Mm -hmm. But the reason it's so fun is because you don't love them in the exact same way. No. That would be, that would be like kind of boring. Yeah. You know, like if, if we have the exact same opinions on everything, you know, but we, we love them in different ways. Oh yeah, that's so and funny. Because we love them in different ways, we're able to love them in every way that they should be loved. Oh. You know, between true. the two of us, we, we don't we don't miss anything. And it stays interesting and it stays exciting because yes. we have um we we have a deep love for these movies and that's not gonna stop anytime soon. Heck so, no. Jose there is your answer, my friend. Yay. Now, here's another question. Are you ready for another one? I'm ready. Okay. So, this one's kind of serious. Mm -hmm. We're going to field it to you. Uh-oh. So, there's no uh, full name here. There's just initials. Mm -hmm. So, BB from Toledo asks, are slasher movies disrespectful to women? Whoa, BB. Right? BB <laughs> from Toledo. It, it just got real, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Toledo. <laughs> oh, man, are you one of those porn plugged from Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> Baby. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna give it to you straight mm -hmm. because <laughs> because I I don't in general no I absolutely don't think so. If specific ones perhaps that are you know not in the direct tradition of slashers, but kind of maybe some of the late 80s, right. 80s movies that are jumping on the bandwagon of a phenomenon and just want to throw a lot of naked people in there and have some kills mm -hmm. for just, you know, to make a quick buck at the, you know, yeah. in theaters. But that's entirely different from the whole of the slasher genre, which yeah. to me, if you go back to Halloween, or even FTT1, the... First of all, extremely limited nudity until like 1985. So throwing that right. out the window. And yeah. then, and I would say that it, they're actually some of the most interesting movies for me for, from the woman's perspective, because so often you have a final girl who is, who is interesting. You get an actual full personality, a character study almost of a girl, a usually a teenage girl who is going through something emotional or she has this complicated past she has to deal with being uh, estranged maybe from her parents or she's in this group of friends 
and she's feeling maybe ostracized or something's going on there. Mm -hmm. And so, and then we have the slasher or the killer. And there's always some connection between the two that saves this kind of dance between them the entire movie while she has to build up her courage and find her her strength and her her smarts and outwit the killer and and find this deep reserve um, of power that she maybe didn't know she had or she doesn't have activated, uh, which is why we call it activation, you know, until yeah. the, the last part of the movie where she be she becomes a heroine. And only through this dance with the killer does that happen. And I think really we're going back to fairy tales of hundreds of years ago where you see these really dark kind of twisted stories of of killers out to naive young girls right but there's yeah. there's some there's some healing magic or or some kind of plot twist that enables the girl to trick or to one up the killer it's it's not even just like a moral tale um mm -hmm. It really is, I think, about becoming empowered from a very, a state of helplessness and then figuring out a way to conquer that feeling. And it's not so much that, oh, your friends are going off and dying. It's like, you are left alone with your wits about you. What are you going to do in that situation? And we get it from a female perspective. And I think that the point of adolescence, you know, when everything is changing anyway, I think it's super important. And so I find it extremely interesting. And uh, with early 1980s films like Happy Birthday to Me, you get these intricate plots. By the way, female killer, um, female killer in Friday the 13th, Pamela Voorhees started this whole dang thing. And that's a mother character coming after, you know, avenging her son. So that whole idea that it's, you know, insulting or something, just because there might be like a naked girl, well, that's not insulting unless you make it insulting. I think looking at it, and there are just as many guys who are, you know, running around, by the way, um, and just as many guys who were killed as well, if not more. But I think that to look at it through the perspective of a girl finding her own inner strength or inner power against something that is extremely scary or toxic can be empowering. And so that's why I recommend anyone who thinks that read Men, Women, and Chainsaws by uh, Dr. Carol Clover. She... She wrote a lot about this topic from about final girls and about um, th this whole genre coming from a female perspective. So that's my answer, Heisu. Yes. And personally, I will add that as a man who loves women, yeah. I, I grew up on these movies and I developed crushes on pretty much every final girl. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a big reason here because they're cool yeah. as hell. They're because cool they're cool, hell. they're smart. They're usually, yeah. you know, they're like a good student or they're... It, it, to me, the moral thing doesn't come in until slashers are super established in the later 80s, early 90s, right. where it's like, right. oh, like this couple did this and then they died. No, I know. Uh, Nancy had a boyfriend. Ginny has yeah, a boyfriend. Yeah. Annie has a boyfriend. Like, no, no, no. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, uh, you know, how it started, what it became, you know, like, which we could see a little bit in FTT5, FTT6. Yes, of course, there's some exploitation going on. 
but there's also still a lot of fun to be had and and the point of like oh it's just like killing women no it's not it's right. all all the guys go too right and and so wouldn't you agree that that aspect gets lost and and that some somehow history has forgotten the fact that the victims are half male I think absolutely it gets forgotten that the victims are are half male and that uh, before, if you're not talking about like the iconic Freddie Michael Jason, mm-hmm. then a lot of the killers are also women in uh-huh. the Another other slashers. <laughs> very, very important thing to talk about. So here's to me what I would consider to be like the ultimate atomic bomb that blows up the argument about slashers being offensive to women mm-hmm. the fact is guess why this genre exists you know we we have something called slasher movies mm-hmm. because of a movie called friday the 13th mm-hmm. where a woman is the killer that's what i'm saying it's pamela yeah and yeah. and um in halloween the the script isn't it his partner's hand who's shown like getting the knife by the way in so the, halloween in... 1978 uh a movie that was co-written by a couple uh yeah. john carpenter and deborah hill so deborah hill yeah. i mean come on like i think honestly i think that gets forgotten too deborah hill's yes, importance here like her oh, importance yeah we need to bring her back we do because deborah hill uh, we owe so much to her yeah. For her vision and the writing of Laurie Strode, I think we can owe a little bit of that to Deborah. Um, you know yeah. how, and then of course Jamie's embodiment of that. But if you look at a character like Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street, oh, she's so spunky and smart. Sure. She has a boyfriend, by the way, Johnny Depp. Um, mm-hmm. But she's also, you know, she's a great friend. She's loyal. She's she has a complicated relationship with both of her parents in different ways. And she uses so much cunning. And if we go back again to, to fairy tales and, and old uh, myths, we see this come up time and time again. And I think if you take any Greek myth or something, it's just as violent, but we're seeing it in image. So I know that that's different than reading something, but really what I see it is rendered in image. Um, mm-hmm. these tales that have, have already been around for thousands of years that involve usually, you know, a younger woman and then a killer figure, but that it's not necessarily about gender again, because in so many of the, the lesser known or the non, you know, like iconic slashers have female killers. Yes. Like happy birthday to me. Yes. Oh my God. And how good was that? Yes. Yeah. So... I think so I'm I'm doing kind of I'm taking it both ways right like there's the later part of the 80s which are a little bit different and then how this how the slashers exist as a genre as a phenomenon mm-hmm. and then some of the ones that capitalized on that phenomenon which I I don't I don't include those because I don't think it's fair to the genre that people just kind of some some you know, directors and crews or whatever just hopped on and tried to make some slapstick exploitation film and called it a slasher because right. slashers were making money. That's not the same. Yes, yes. So let's elaborate on that then. We do acknowledge a distinction between real slashers and derivative slashers. Yes. And so people who are just trying to capitalize 
on the popularity of the slasher movie, make a quick buck, you know, their intentions are dubious. And the things that go on in the movies are, are not part of our canon here. No. You know, <laughs> we don't even acknowledge that kind of crap. So, yes, as you so eloquently stated, the, the movies that are taking advantage of mm -hmm. slasher fans and creating exploitation films, mm -hmm. which, you know, the only purpose is to have excessive nudity and uh, very cheaply done gore, mm -hmm. you know, and just all this stuff. Those don't count. No. Those don't count. And if you ever want to know if a reviewer has actually seen a movie, mm -hmm. Just read their review. Go read some Friday the 13th reviews. People actually will tell you that it's Jason. Uh, yeah. In Friday the 13th one. And you're like, oh. You're they so haven't amazing. even seen the movie. Because then, and, and it, oh, it drives me absolutely bonkers, actually, because we talk about, you know, women and, and I mean, Obviously, men, women, and chainsaws is huge, but I am so influenced by the final yeah. girl. I think the final yeah. girl character is so important and so overlooked in critical studies because she's she exists in the slasher genre, but it's actually, it's like where we get the most, probably hands down the most movies dedicated to following like a self-realized girl mm -hmm. against the odds. But in Friday the 13th, yeah. Absolutely. But in part one, you know, where it's it, there is that that mother son dynamic and it ends up being Pamela. But once you have Annie, it becomes like mother daughter weirdness Ooh. almost. You know what I mean? Because uh. you, you have her stepping into the role, like having to go up against the mother. And same in, in part two, you have Ginny like putting yeah. on Pamela's clothing. So you have, again, this like younger girl, like inhabiting this mother archetype to Jason and kind of freaking him out. And so mm, short answer, no, but that was my long yeah. answer. <laughs> exactly. So that's, that's very, very good. And I, I, I really think we can't stress enough that this entire genre has been slandered. Yep. And part of what we're doing here mm -hmm. is we're having to work against that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And it's hard. This is it is hard. We, we have to we have to like sit here and have a podcast about a genre of movies that uh, that that has been completely defamed and demeaned. And it's like, yes, of course, we pointed out, you know, with like all the boobaloos and everything like that. Right, we do. But we that do. to me, <laughs> it doesn't then cast Paul over the entire genre or something. I mean, that there's just no way to do that, especially when we get to my number 10. Oh. Because, uh, -huh. uh, -huh. uh <laughs> Which like is going to be soon. Girl power. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, that's going to happen really, really soon. I'm so, I know, so, I know. Like, honestly, from my perspective, um, the entire argument slashers are offensive towards women is is inherently absurd uh, growing up on these films watching watching them for the past uh 35 years essentially i have noticed nothing but empowerment 
Um, yeah. I have seen film after film after film where the person who solves the problem and saves the day is a woman mm -hmm. uh, who, who is also a strong person in several aspects of life. And I would also, I would strongly argue, in fact, I will state right now that among every single genre, especially in the 80s, mm -hmm. that the slasher by far showed the most respect to women. I would, I, I would absolutely agree. I was just gonna say, um, are you kidding me? Like the fact that there is a final girl, I, I was gonna yeah. say like um, a classic, you know, Bre uh, uh, Sixteen Candles. Yep. Which <laughs> I also loved Sixteen Candles when I was a kid, but uh -huh. you know they're like <laughs> drugging girls and like talking about just having their way with them. It's like that is so much more disrespectful to women than having a final girl. Or just like having some random boobaloo. Are you kidding me? And that's considered a classic. So that's all. Hey, Sue. Wait, are you there? What happened? You there? Yeah. Okay. Where are you? I it did it again. God damn it. So consider how many times have we watched Greece? Uh a billion. Okay. There is a famous song in the movie Greece. Remember, tell me more, tell me tell more. Tell me more. Remember that? So one of the lines is Tell me more, tell me more. Did she put up a fight? I know, like, excuse me. Um, <laughs> What in the living hell is going on here? I have no idea. Like, that's what, what I'm saying. Like, for real? <laughs> oh, there's so much wrong with so many. And it's like, you're coming at me about slashers because there's makeup art that shows like fake blood. It, it's so essentially what has happened is that the slasher movie has developed a, a very unearned bad reputation. I think so too. Which, which we now are trying to, to sort out, you know? And it's like, if you think nudity is like the worst thing <laughs> that can happen, um, that's really not. Oh, hard. not even. Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh goodness definitely like yikes yikes like, I, I would say go go watch any other popular film go watch Grease from the 80s Apo. go watch Arnold Schwarzenegger movies go watch sports films go watch musicals go watch comedies go watch any other genre yeah and I swear you will see less empowerment to women in every other genre besides slashers. Yeah. Cause I swear, you know, I like for horror movies. I mean, well, especially slashers. I, I know that I've been to see at least like one girl who's got it together. And that is really exciting to me. Exactly. So. Exactly. So when, when we look at like the mega popular action films or yeah things like that. Let's look at the movies that set the standard for the 80s. We had straight up damsels in distress. Yeah, we did. 
That's it. That's what it, that's what it was all based on. It was based on the structure of the damsel in distress, you know, saved by the alpha dude. And right? I will say, like, FTT6 came a bit close to that, except when they see Tommy uh-huh. was knocked unconscious and she had to save him. Last minute save of that final girl motif. I'm so glad that they did that. Yeah, they had I'm to. I'm so glad. Yeah. I mean, they you, you just have to because it would have made no sense otherwise. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's that that effort to at least give some kind of like humanity back to female mm-hmm. characters. And mm-hmm. even when you have the full suite, which is super fun, the guys mm-hmm. don't do well either. We're not talking no. about like, oh, the airhead girl and blah. Um, the guys. <laughs> The guys yeah. are not like with it either. No, they're they're terrible. That's what's so funny. It's like just because we're talking about one doesn't mean the other one isn't there. Exactly. Exactly. So, so like how interesting is it that people who apparently never watched these movies from start to finish invented a myth that you know. only women are killed in slashers yeah right and it's only female nudity yeah yeah but guess what i i've certainly seen (laughs) more (laughs) oh no i've certainly seen more you know male nudity in these films than i wanted to so well and it's like uh, again though that's not inherently demeaning mm-hmm. because they're porn plucked <laughs> and how important is this now so now we're into like human self-centeredness on an abstract philosophical level like some of these people yeah who made these movies full of the nudity that they are they did so on their own accord. That's what I'm saying. Like, first of all, <laughs> aside from consent, this is also an American thing. Like, European films have been showing nudity for so many more decades than we have, and they're yes, they over have. it. Oh uh-huh. my God, it's not a thing. So many people are wondering why Americans care so much about some nudity. Like, I it should not be wonders. a thing. It yeah. should not be this big of a deal. Right. Well, we've we've seen a lot of like silent films. Yeah, yeah, of course. Foreign films from the early 20th century. Oh my goodness. They are embarrassingly more advanced when it comes to this. It's just sad. And oh goodness. So so I think um that would be my answer. Mhm. Well, I think that we have an uphill battle when it comes to trying to, you know, truly explain what's really going on in the slasher. But yeah. I think we're going to do it. I think you so, know, too. I think, I think we're going to do it. I think we can do it because Lord knows no one has done it so far. Oh, my you God. Know, I mean, there's there, there have been some really, really good attempts, some mighty attempts. And we yeah. need to get those people on the show. We at do. some point but to try to fuse it all together we have a work cut out for us i think so as well 
So, you know, that is the answer to your question, BB. BB. <laughs> okay. So check this out. CJ. CJ. In Cork. CJ in Cork asks, of the movies that you've covered so far, which is your favorite? <gasps> now, Cork Ireland? Cork Ireland. Whee! Yeah. So shout out to Ireland. Nice. But nice. um, to, in order to like give this question a real answer, I think we're going to have to ban Halloween. I was me. just going to say ban. Yeah, because, you know, I can't just say that, right? No. Ban. So, um, do you know off the top of your head what it is? Oh, favorite. Really, that's so hard. I don't know if I can pick a favorite. I think there there are so many for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Wait, what's your favorite? Prom night. Oh no, hop nope. What? Ban, ban all Jamie ban. Lee. No terror train either. Nope. Oh my good. You can't. You can't really? pick Jamie Lee. Wow. Okay. I, okay I'm banning um, Nightmare for myself. I. Okay, I guess, you know, why not? This is like uh, really gonna gonna push me to think outside of my box. See, exactly. So, we can't pick our favorite final girl. Okay, so no, you're saying no Jamie Lee Curtis movies, period. Mm -mm. Okay. Oh, See, it's harder. It's really hard. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> Please. That's not fair, because I would just say, oh, from the eye. I no. know, obviously. No terror train either. I know. That's, I, I, well, I tried to take the easy way out. But also, That's I so just, funny. I, I do want to say that if, I've always liked to think about what if someone else starred in prom night. Oh, well, you yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just because of, like, the the plot and the crying at the end and it is so good wow how emotional i mean in all of these episodes we've done that was the only time that we both cried i know we cried it was so emotional movie. yeah so it's really hard not to say that but just i guess to make the conversation more interesting let's throw out prom night let's ban that okay you know ban it so Oh, graduation day. Mine's graduation day too. Yeah. Yeah, graduation day. It's all of a sudden it's easy, right? Well, I was thinking about it and then I remembered the band. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> and there's just something about the songs, the music in that movie. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's so dang fun. Well, I. I remember recording that episode, mm -hmm. and I just remember how how much fun it was, and the spirits that we were in, mm -hmm. and just we were partaking in slasher bliss at that time. Honestly, though, FTT six was super fun. <laughs> oh. oh, this was a really oh. fun one. Is this your favorite that we've covered so far? I don't know, but it was super fun. That'd be cool. But I think um, Graduation Day was, it's a very special movie. It's, you know, 
aside from the music, I liked the the cinematography, like the the editing of the movie. Mm-hmm. I I liked um, God. There ju- there's just a lot about that movie, but I would also say I had a lot of fun with Final Exam and Radish. Um, <laughs> we had almost <laughs> too much fun with Final Exam. Yeah, like a little too much. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, remember when That's I called him one. Pickle? Yeah, you called him Pickle. I forgot his name. Was... I forgot his name was Radish. I know. I know. That was I know so good. it was something like that. Pickle. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go graduation day, final exam. Yeah, it's really and good since we're at it, uh, my my bloody Valentine. Oh, that was a crazy one. Yeah, because remember we was... went all over the place. Oh, Canadian hillbillies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in a mine shaft. The thrice. That got me. The poem. Yeah. yeah, that got me so much. The thrice. So I mean there's just a bunch. I yeah, I definitely say those are standouts, but I think all of them have something different about them um and i think april fool's day was probably my favorite who would you be with though oh that's right that was the best one that ever happened nerdy two shoes yes (laughs) yes so funny well this this question kind of inspires me to uh work on the top 10 yes let's do that yeah, we need to figure out our top 10 because we've planned to release an episode where we just have several different categories, uh, sort of the Slasher Olympics. Yes. You know, it's like favorite couple, favorite non-couple, right? The almost couple. Oh, I have my favorite almost couple. Well, can you tell me what that is just as a preview? Yes, I will. My favorite almost couple is from Sleepaway Camp. It's the end the, the basically the final girl who's wearing a collar, but she's not Angela, but the, the last camp counselor who's nice with the guy with oh. the short shorts. Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, the other uh-huh. guy who's like inappropriate use of thigh, short shorts. It's all coming back. It's all coming back. Okay. By the way, uh-huh. Sleepaway Camp is up there as well. Oh, you're right. I know. Oh, that's gonna compete for number one because that's so. so good my name's all right we obviously need to pick. all right so between graduation day and sleepaway camp oh, that's too hard i don't know tr- different reasons god it's it's like the hardest one i can even imagine i know right different vibes because the, the two perfect vibes in their category they really are Ooh. So, should we do a mutual graduation day slash sleepaway camp? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Okay, because if I start thinking about sleepaway camp, that will turn into my favorite. I know, me too. Very quickly. Um, especially <laughs> if we start thinking about the music. I know. It's over. <laughs> um, yeah. Tell me. Your theme song? My theme song? My namesake? Your theme song? I mean, come on. I know. It's called Angela. 
Pretty cool. Just like, gonna say. Like, and we're also gonna cover Sleepaway Camp 2, by the way. <laughs> we're gonna cover some Sleepaway Camp 2. Oh my goodness. It's gonna be really fun. Uh, so. Angela's back. Angela's it's back. Saturday the 14th. Are you kidding me? Oh, I know about Sleepaway Camp 2. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is gonna be really, really, really good. So, all right, let's do another question here. Um, Alejandra in Spain wants to know, when are you guys going to cover foreign films? Oh, fantastic I mean, question. It's, like, it's a totally, it's legit. It's, I appreciate the directness. I do too. That's great yeah. because I totally get it. Like, <laughs> We're in we a thing right now. Yeah, we haven't done it yet. You know? Um, you know what? That is planned. We're definitely going to cover the Italian Giallo films, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be very high on the agenda and it's gonna happen before too long. We're it just will. we're we're always in this interesting situation as far as trying to plan these episodes. Cause we have we, we have a plan, but that's coming. Um, and we'll we'll go back to Happy Birthday to Me, which referenced the Jollo films a lot. Um, oh yes, the black gloves and all that. Uh, so ah, that's good. that's coming, and we'll we'll definitely get into maybe we'll do a whole foreign films thing where it's Jollo and foreign films. What do you think? Like, I, I think. We definitely should do that. We're going to start with the Jalo. Um, we are so ready to do that. We've just been trying to figure out where it's going to fit in because we're trying to do the timeline thing. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a very strict timeline, you know? So I know. We're to cover things in order and stuff and, and take you guys through the evolution of this genre and you know, the time period that it all happened in. And like right now, we are booked solid. I mean, gosh, we have we have to bring back Freddie and Michael. So you see what you're saying? Like we got our hands full. But yeah. But that is a plan. Like we've talked about it a lot. So we've talked about it on the podcast as well. So we're definitely not trying to exclude foreign films. It's just coming later they're coming it's it, it absolutely is going to come in time because we fully recognize the impact and influence of foreign horror and specifically proto slasher films you yes. know the giallo is uh just incredible stuff twitch of the death nerve twitch of the death nerve I mean, Deep Red, The Hatchet Murders, you know, like, we got things to do here. We got things to do. There's a whole series <laughs> of movies uh, that I'm came really from excited. it. We're going we're gonna to spend, like, a month and a half just on Italian proto-slasher films. Yeah. And we're also going to change our names for those episodes. Um. Yes, we are. Uh huh. What will those be, Jesus? Well, I'm going to be Jesus Siscalito. 
And I think I'm going to be old Angie Berto. Yeah. So, <laughs> Scalito and Iberto for the Italians. Yes. Yes. So, it's going to be mandolins in the moonlight. Okay? I'm so excited. Have your so. pasta ready. Fair question. Yeah, it's it's definitely fair just because we haven't done it. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot of foreign films to yeah. cover. Yeah, we definitely do. So we, we will get to planning. It's going to happen. Um, the Jalo is where it's going to start. And then we actually have slasher movies from just about every country in the world from it's the ha- 80s. It's happening. Uh-huh. For sure happening. Yes. So... In an attempt to put a bow on this thing, yeah, we are now going to have to introduce the new rating system. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> ah! right. So that's we, right. we've got uh, here's here's the next mountain we need to climb. This is a pretty revolutionary episode, and I would like to point out how interesting it is that our episode is mirroring Jason Lives. Yes. In in the way that we are sort of shifting gears and heading into a new era. Mm-hmm. So we've got a new rating system. Yes, we do. You know, and, and the reason that we've got a new rating system is because the late 80s slasher movies are fundamentally different than the early 80s slasher movies. And it would be unfair to both to use the same scale. I agree. And all of these, you know, we've been sitting here 9.6, 9.7, 9.8. That matters. Yes, it does. You know, that means something. Those those ratings were earned. And it is it is not possible to hold late 80s slasher movies to the same standard numerically as early 80s slasher movies because they are simply too different. Yep. And so, you know, obviously, everyone knows how I feel about early 80s slashers. Mm-hmm. Just their their purity and their their quality. But I also love late 80s slashers because of the way that they contributed to the experience. I mean, there's no... It's so hard to even compare because late 80s... Like you said, you know, we've got slashers on cereal boxes. Like we've got mm-hmm. icons. We've got a whole party phenomenon. Everybody's aware. Everybody's self-aware, by the way, in the movies that they're yeah. in a horror movie. <laughs> so it's just not possible. Yes. So we've decided that we're going to rate these movies out of nine. Out of nine. Nine? Yeah. So it's it's like zero through nine. It, it's not the ten spectrum anymore. No. You know because it, it would be absurd for us to rate one of these movies higher than you know graduation day or no. something. That that simply does not make sense. And and as many people are are going to obviously notice, there is a shift in tone. Mm-hmm. And we have moved on, you know, we're not, we're no longer in the realm of, of legitimate cinematic masterpieces. Uh, we have entered the realm of a, 
a multifaceted, nuanced culture, a full-blown scene. Uh, slasher movies are the most popular thing in America. It's a party. And if you go to the mall, you better know about slashers. I mean, we're in a phenomenon. You can get Jason on a t-shirt. We're just, it's a whole thing. Yes. And, and the people who are playing in the movie we watched tonight could actually go buy that t-shirt. That's what I mean. Like, that year. It's incredible. It's incredible. So there's so much breaking of the fourth wall happening here. We have entered a new age. And so because we want to cover these these new movies, these late 80s slasher movies in a way that uh, gives them their just dues. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to cover them in a way that is fair and we want to have as most fun as them. We want to have the most fun with them mm-hmm. that we possibly can. We have to create a new rating system. Agreed. So nine is the new 10. What would you say about this movie we watched? 8.5. 8.5. 8.5 out of 9. Because I, for me, it's that exact shift in tone. It's Mm -hmm. the party element that I think FTT6 does brilliantly. I think they're having so much fun. I think the writers are in on, on... the the phenomenon they love jason they want to pay respect as well you know they have the call outs to nightmare to halloween they have the mask scene like in part three of ftt and zombie jason i actually really like his his style his walk the kills are crazy and over the top sure but his walk i think is pretty on point um he's obviously like a rock star hero <laughs> action whatever uh, in this movie um i like the soundtrack so as far as i'm having fun that's what goes into this movie for me it's not ftt1 not ftt2 right three or four right <laughs> however i do like it better than five i mm-hmm. i have more fun with it because i feel like the the movie is having fun with itself and i always really really respect that aspect when when i think people are are you know trying to to do justice to something even though the tone has shifted and yes you know what i mean but also i'm not letting that final girl miscast slide so that's why i give it an 8.5 i'm so glad you didn't let that slide because it was pretty blatant and it is the cardinal mistake. Mm-hmm. So they they messed up. There's no way around it. <laughs> so they messed up. There's no way that yeah that I that I'm gonna overlook that final girl. Yeah. However, because FTT six ushers in a new era, which ushered in my favorite movie of that whole decade. Yes. I I have to rate it higher than I would otherwise probably uh-huh yes yes and i too have to rate it higher than i otherwise would because this movie is the reason why we have like 20 more slasher movies to watch exactly i mean come on um, with, with no jason lives 
we don't get any sort of Freddy Krueger awesomeness over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, M- Michael Myers is is a longtime dinosaur, <laughs> completely mm-hmm. irrelevant at this time, just completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Ha- has not been relevant literally since the 70s. Seriously. At this time. So it's like there's nothing else going on and slasher movies are going to die. Uh, here comes Jason Lives. Yay! So once again, just like he did back in the days, you know, like Friday the 13th was always the cutting edge thing, if you will. And, you know, they were very sharp in their approach, if you mm-hmm. will. And they always kind of paved the way for what was going on in slasher movies as a whole. You know, yeah, and I think exactly. this is this is probably the most intense example. I mean, once again, Friday the 13th is the trendsetter. And yeah. they just set the tone for the next five years of movies, just like they had set the tone for the previous five years of movies. Nice. You know, 1980, Friday the 13th. 1981, Friday the 13th, part two. They had to do it twice before everyone else started making slasher. So cool. And once they did it twice, everyone else was like, okay, this is legit. You know, Ooh. we're going to do this. We're going to do this. So set the trend in the early 80s, and it is about to set the trend in the late 80s. Um, Jason's back. You know, he's the man behind the mask. It had a little bit of a Man Bruce Willis. The mask, and he yeah. out of his hole. Boom. <laughs> Boom. I mean, this movie did that. This movie did that. So, <laughs> gosh, I... You know what? When I have to reconcile the components of my love-hate relationship... with this film I'm left at an 8.6 whoa (laughs) 8.6 you rated it higher than I did I know hey Sue that makes no sense (laughs) (laughs) hey Sue hey Sue you rated it higher than I did I know I know oh you gave an extra point for his wispies for his wispies and his maggots, mom. The maggots, mom. The oh maggots, mom. Oh, that's why the girl the shotgun blast don't hit him because it's the maggots, mom. With the <laughs> ragamuffin, rude boy. Yes. Wait, what just happened? Okay. I, I came to terms with it all. You finally came to terms with it? Yeah, I did. Oh. I did. I did. So actually, this is one of those funny instances where we switched jackets. We just switched. <laughs> At the last second. Yep. I showed up and it was like, oh, you know, she should wear the, the Reebok one today. <laughs> and I should wear the Nike. And oh. it just it happened in the moment because, because I went into the experience thinking that I was going to give it like an eight too. You know, oh, I was going to give it an eight too. But 
then I started seeing all these things and gosh darn it, this movie is endearing. It is. It's, it, it, it is so like powerful in the way that it, it endears itself to you because we know now that we would not have a Freddy Krueger or a Michael Myers character oh, in the no. 80s without this movie. Like, literally, no one would... I mean, come on, what, Halloween 1 and 2? No one would have remembered that. Oh, my God. In the late 80s. And Nightmare on Elm Street was cool, but they also bombed with part 2. Yeah, they did. I mean, they bombed, so they ruined the whole thing. And so at this time, there would be no Halloween or Nightmare, and Friday the 13th comes back. I'm digging it. I'm thinking it's six. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I'm All right. It. All right. That was that was a shock. A shockma. It was a shockma. It was a shockma. So we're gonna watch that here too. Yeah. Oh my god. We're also gonna cover like the the single most awkward and controversial era of slasher movies, <laughs> 89, 90, 91. Chagma, Chopping yeah. Mall. Chopping Mall and um, Leprechaun. Oh God, Leprechaun. <laughs> Leprechaun, for Christ's sake, Chucky. Jason Lives is the reason that Scream happened. It's the reason that Freddie and Michael came back. It is so incredibly influential, love it or hate it. Because of its power, it's getting an 8.6. Nicely done. So what are we doing next time? <laughs> uh, okay. That's a freestyle, too, because we haven't even talked about it. Oh, but <laughs> except, you know, we have to do. Yeah. Well, we don't have to, but we could. Mm-hmm. Because I want to. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Is we could stay in 1986. Or Ooh. <laughs> we could yeah. continue the party and roll out my number 10. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. Okay. So if we do that, then that means we're signing up for the entire, you know, mm -hmm. Elm Street journey. Yeah, let's we're do it. We're signing up because we have to. You know what? Let's do it. <laughs> let's go back <laughs> let's to Elm Street. Let's go back to Elm Street. That's it. I think we should because Jason's back yeah. and now guess who's back? Yup, guess who's back? Freddy is gonna be back. Oh, in the it's biggest way possible. Biggest way, yeah. And you will yeah. see like nothing. Oh, this is my just absolute favorite of all time. So let's go. So what you're telling me is that the very next episode, we're gonna cover your favorite movie. <laughs> I shall be ready. Or it's going to be a big ready. one. It's going to be a big it. one. Can't so wait. what that means is um, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The Dream Warriors. <gasps> Dream Warriors! Yes. <laughs> Dream Warriors. <laughs> that is pretty much what it comes down to. <laughs> That, and and I hope I hope that we get an entire concert from you. Oh next my episode. god! Oh no! You know Something what's gonna happen? We, we will. Yeah. Oh, we will. 
no next next episode is uh, like i'm gonna have so much popcorn (laughs) (laughs) and like this is this is what you've been waiting for and this is the moment you know (laughs) i've been waiting for like it's totally obvious when you say it it's like yeah let's let's go back to elm street you know we're going back a nightmare on elm street part three dream warriors so that'll be our next episode yep i'm gonna do my best to prepare i'm gonna get back to elm street mentality oh you have to yeah gotta get it back yeah we're gonna get back into the dream world and stuff it's gonna be so incredibly fun and guess what guess who's gonna come back in nightmare on elm street part three um my favorite final girl of all time. Yeah. The return Nancy! of Nancy. She's coming back. Oh my God. She's coming back. Freddie's coming back. Yes. So far, we've only covered one movie here on the podcast, and uh, we're not going to cover part two. No, we are skipping <laughs> that. Yeah. And that's that. Only because we have to. We, we have, we to. have to, because we're out here trying to be a slasher podcast, and so we can't shoot ourselves in the foot and go that far, nope. <laughs> because that movie sucks. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like the same. It's the same reason, you know. Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven is gonna be rough. I mean, if we go that far, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. That's gonna be like rough. I mean, we might be done. I mean, when honestly, the 13th series. we're basically like, thanks for bringing everything back. Now, goodbye. Yeah, we, we might just be like, yeah, you know, Friday the 13th, six, you're awesome. Uh, but man, this is going to get really awkward. But really fast. now my loyalty is with Freddy. Exactly. From here on, from so. here on. So Freddy Krueger is going to come back in the very next episode. It's going to be really, really good. Can we? Yeah. So. It's happening. All in all, you gave it an 8.5. Mm-hmm. I gave it an 8.6. Oh, Lordy. It, it could be argued that that is an example of excessive joviality. Absolutely. On my part. Which I um, love. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Uh, I know, right? Because before I would have given it like a seven nine. I know. <laughs> maybe maybe an eight one. But it's know, fun. At, at best. But this time when we watched it. I know. Finally clicked. Right? Finally Me? clicked. I finally Special. got it. This movie has its place and if we and if this is where we say goodbye to jason i think that'll be fine i think so too i think this is like the perfect place he was a total action movie superstar yep like he's a celebrity now he he just he just did his job he he said it's okay to make these kind of movies yeah and so we say thanks we say thanks so we're gonna be rocking out very seriously next week so we hope everyone is ready. Ooh. And thank to everyone 
for the letters, the compliments, the positive feedback. Absolutely. And all the followers, all the new followers. Yeah, thank you. And just like all the representation from all these different states and countries. Absolutely. So much fun. Humbling. It's a wonderful thing. We really appreciate that you guys like what we do um, because there's there's no fake shit going on here. You know, this is as real as it gets. It's two people who love slasher movies for real, you know, and grew up on them. And that's what we do. Between the two of us have every possible thing to say about them that could be said. And next week, we, we like you better bring your electric guitars. Oh, uh, better bring everything you got. Yeah, it is on. So Jason lives, slashers live, slashers and suits lives, and we're just gonna keep on living. Keep your suit on.